Blog Talk Radio. I don't need you with a bad leg doing a break. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Hey, I'm here with Iron Mike Tyson. What did you think of the Royal Rumble match? What do you think of Stone Cold? And this man, Cold Stone is my man. He won. Gallows Anderson nerds. Yeah, we are driving. What's next for the Battle Club? Um, well, I think Prince Devitt, or, uh, <laughs> world domination. There you go. I think Finn Balor's going to win the Elimination Chamber for one day. Mark Henry going right to Ahmed Johnson. And Mark Henry is handling the big Johnson with those clubbing tree-like arms. McMahon, i got a question for you. What's that? What's the names of the two bomb angels? Uh, unfortunately, I... Uh, I can't speak Japanese all that well. I mean, I might want a date later tonight, and I might want to approach one of these girls. What do I call them, a bomb angel? No, let's call the one in the ring pink and the one out on the apron. Let's call her red, I guess. Oh, that's real clever. Well, what else are you going to do? Pink in the ring, the pink angel. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the British Bulldogs have got a history in Royal Rumbles, and tonight I'm going to remake history by winning this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm bizarre. This is WrestleCast Radio with your host, Ryan Cook. Three, four weeks in a row on SmackDown. The Bludgeon Brothers of the Usos would wrestle, and then they would cross paths with the next team would wrestle in the following match. Yeah. And now the Usos are wrestling the New Day. Did they forget? Like, once again, who doesn't read this stuff? That, oh. Oh, man. I'm so mad. And Alex Mello. You know, we're doing a last man standing match, a garage or uh, garbage can match, or, you know, <laughs> ambulance in a pole match. You know, like... <laughs> Can you escape death match? Like, are we even going to even get that showdown where Braun finally goes over? I think that's a bigger passing of the torch. Instead of Brock and Roman, it should be Brock and Strowman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big old 7-0. WrestleCast Radio, rocking and rolling with you, myself, Alex Mello, coming at you, Ward. What's up, man? How are we doing? Doing fantastic. I, I think one of our other sounders for the beginning, when we, uh, you know, do do a new beginning in a few months, it's got to be, that's Bushi. Bushi's the one with the mask, just because Bushi <laughs> is on my screen. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic uh, junior tag team championship match this weekend. I loved it when I checked it out. Um, I'm already getting hot. I gotta take my hoodie off here. Sorry about this. <laughs> Summertime in Minnesota, y'all. Watch it's out. It's about time. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll probably get 27 inches of snow tomorrow. And it'll still <laughs> no, be 64 be degrees. <laughs> no, it was like, you know, it was a pretty average road road two show. I didn't have anything clear three stars minus the main event, I'm not gonna lie. We'll get to that mm-hmm. later in the show third fall. Uh, also, third fall that I was as I wait, mentioned. Wait, 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 out. Did that match outrank all of the Impact matches combined? Um, let's see. I went four stars on the junior tag match, and I had a four star on the Impact pay per view. I had a three and a half, a three and a quarter, and a three. 
Oh, wow. So I actually enjoyed the Impact show more than the uh, Wrestling Guntaku that we'll talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll slam them both together third fall outside the universe is going to close out tonight. Uh, also, Alex has uh, brought up that we got to give you our picks for Friday's Dontaku show. Uh, tomorrow's big Dontaku show. Um, yeah, tomorrow is the Jay White, David Finley. Friday yes, is Dontaku. Yes. Never title match. Uh, that is the Ak- uh, Akino Kuni, Sengoku, and Maki show. And then also Sunday is the Wrestling Hino Kuni that has the Suzuki Naito show. So, we're gonna we're gonna talk. All- and, and guys, if if Ryan is off, you know, due to the uh, the the job gods out there, who knows? We might be doing a live WrestleCast radio uh, four or five in the morning, uh, especially if I'm in town. Uh, but especially if I'm not in town and and Ryan is off. Yeah, I uh, I am off Sunday and Monday permanently. Uh, I wouldn't Woo! I wouldn't. The- hey, you know, I need Sunday Mondays off because I got radio and. I want tacos. And they said, okay, cool. <laughs> I, uh, Sunday. All right, bet. Thank you. And that's how we handled that. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. If I am awake, then guaranteed the Twitterverse uh, at Sportscast Radio, uh, which is WrestleCast Radio. It's the original. Uh, so so shout out to tweets or, or give us a tweet at, at Sportscast Radio. And also uh, be on a the lookout. There might be a row two show dissecting Naito and uh, Minoru Suzuki, which uh, we'll get into the third fall, definitely uh, made me want to uh, want Sunday to be here now. Uh, the tech guy who who thought he was hot hot bleep uh, looked at me all confused, claiming my stake, and I looked at him and I just said this. Why Naito? Who's trying to keep now, dickhead? that I started next week so I shouldn't be talking smack before I even get there uh, but we got we got some fun we'll, the show. we'll go outside the ring we'll be talking some news and rumors um, I got about five things myself we'll see what Alex brings to the table that I always forget about so we'll get that in there as well as he mentioned I checked out Impact's uh, Redemption last night and I enjoyed it I thought it was actually a pretty good show uh, good, good showing, awesome main event. There's a great six-man tag hardcore match, too, that had a wild finish that I really enjoyed. Hmm. Um, we saw the debut of a new knockout that could make a big impact in the division after how well she performed during that uh, WrestleMania weekend on the WWN live shows. So we'll get into that in the third fall. Mm-hmm. We we didn't get you our little, our little uh, superstar shake-up show that we were going to do. So we're going to hit break right off the bat, come back. We're going right to WWE. We're going inside the universe yeah. to start tonight. We're flipping the script, as the kids say. <laughs> but definitely not reading off a script. This coming at you is Alex Mello, the man on the other side of the mic, and he is going to tell you about FML Solutions, why you need them in your life for this fall, for your hunting needs. Get it while it's hot. We'll be right back. WrestleCast, Strong Style Media. Don't go away. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. 
Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Total Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust us the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like diamonds. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my power. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, basketball, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Alex, I goofed. I forgot about the change in the the format, and I thought commercial two was the WWE commercial, and it was the New Japan commercial. (laughs) Hashtag autopilot, man. I, yeah, like, I see where I see where we are now. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Cook. I 
I make these commercials in like I got it down where I can get the breaks made in less than a minute now. And I'm just like, click, drag, click, drag. Hmm, these guys are in the main events, and they have a cool tag song. Click, drag. Hmm, news and rumors, I always put the worst possible song I can find. This yep. one's been in my back pocket for a month. Click, drag. Hmm, who's important to WWE this week? Click, drag. Okay, they're done. And I, I always thought it because I'm like, okay, I can't do commercial one because that's the really terrible song for the next segment. And I'm like, is it is? did I remember and put two as – so? So when we get to New Japan, you're going to hear somebody who doesn't even wrestle for New Japan, but it's okay. <laughs> as long as it's not Jimmy Yang Wang or whatever that guy is. So right? spoiler alert, it's Jeff Hardy. So. Oh, man. Well. As somebody who made the biggest impact over the week. And I was like, ah, let's put Jeff Hardy's theme on here. And then I could sit in the studio and, you know, dance or whatnot. And uh, Let's no, just I say uh, he didn't make an impact uh, during that match with Sting. <laughs> you know what he couldn't what get up the like ring seven years ago. Gosh, that was terrible. Sting just held him down and forced him into do not. <laughs> thank you, thank you everybody for coming and watching the main event of this pay per view. <laughs> that is, if, if, ladies and germs, uh, if you want to watch something, if you want to, if you're feeling low on yourself, that, that's not even fair to say. It's it's one of the most heart wrenching things to watch. Jeff Hardy, what was it? Victory Road uh, against so. Sting. He uh, for the world to TNA title, and my God, it, it was so hard to watch because he's obviously on somas mixed with like nineteen other different things, and it, it was just hard to watch. He had no idea. Sting had to, like you said, throw him in the ring, pin him. It's uh, it's abysmal. They should not yeah, have even could- let him out. He held him back down again anyway. It was supposedly they didn't know he was that bad until he got in the ring. My God, it's like me uh, eight years ago. Apparently, same same timeline. So, kudos, Chef Hardy. I would say both of us learned our lesson, but we all know what happened a month ago. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Hardy uh, this time. <laughs> gets in trouble and then uh, gets a huge push. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how it works. That's usually how it works, right? Take that Jack Swagger. Yeah, yeah. Now the newest member of the MLW roster, Jack Hager. Yes. yes. Do you have uh, that B10 or B1? Whatever is that, a, that they're on now? Is that a, like a... Did you just sink my battleship? <laughs> um, no, B, uh, MLW Wrestling, which has a pretty damn good... Uh, Impressive roster. They are now on TV every Friday night. Be in sports. It is on Comcast. I know that for sure. And Dish and DirecTV. Sports station. Yes. So they are now on that. Huh. So I'm trying to find uh, to see if they have a streaming app so I can uh, get some credentials in order to uh, start watching MLW. Uh, which, just to hear Tony Schiavone again. I mean, come on. I've never been a WCW mark, but listening to these uh, What Happened uh, Win Monday shows makes me, you know, think of the product in a different light, that's for sure. Speaking of credentials, we got the boxing credentials. Friday, we got the MMA credentials. But there could be more, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. 
Stay tuned. <laughs> but also stay tuned. Shout out to my mom, by the way, who I had to, to break the news. Like, hey, there's sort of a big wrestling thing that I just found about <laughs> on Mother's Day that I'm traveling to see you. But hey, when you got Los Ingobernables de Japón in action, she was totally understandable. So thank you, uh, Crazy Carol, for that. I got my jeans. Los Ingobernables de Japón shirt. That's like my mom. If you're like, well, I'm not going to go see that. And she'd stare at you like she did when you were like, who's Daniel Bryan or Coach Danielson? <laughs> <laughs> My my mom literally had this in her head. Minus five stars. Totally. She met you. She was like, get out of this house. Who is this guy you're associating with, my son? (laughs) Thank you, guy. I promise. He he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. (laughs) (laughs) The death stares by everybody in in your house that night. Like I was like, whoa. I was always like, go Triple H. I was like, ah, look at this tab on my beer can. Hmm. <laughs> but, uh, speaking of beer cans, Jeff Hardy made an appearance this Monday Night Raw uh, in the opening match. Uh, superstar shakeup. Sorry. Who knows? Maybe it could have been other things, right? <laughs> Do you want to go over the list of the changes? Kind of talk about who is a good idea, isn't a good idea, what brand kind of won. Just break the whole thing down. I have all 37 superstars that changed brands. 37. Let's do it. There, let's, there, let's break down. I think you're right. Let's break down the uh, the roster changes first. Now, there may be some on here that I don't even know if you knew because I didn't know. Maybe you saw this list before I did. Um, Jinder Mahal obviously kicked off with the U.S. title. Yes. Um, I... And I'll say this great booking mm-hmm. by the company because you had to get the belts back over. So the second Jeff Hardy beat him, I knew that he was going to go to smack. I mean, it was written in yes. stone. But and it I totally was, writes what we were thinking. What do you do with Jeff Hardy now? You know, with, mm-hmm. with Matt and, and Bray Wyatt. And that totally answered that question. And it's perfect. You get him away from them. And not only yep. do you get him away from them, now I think you get to shut everyone up who thinks that that they're just going to split up from what Demetrius told me, there's something going on or, or going around online that they're called the deleter of worlds is their tag team name. <laughs> the deleter of worlds. I love it. I've been interested in Bray Wyatt again. And that whole six man tag promo uh, from two weeks ago, won me over with the whole, when they're like, what was that about? And Jeff's like, oh, it's nothing. And he just walks away, yeah. and they're like, what? <laughs> so I, I'm excited for it. I thought it was good. Uh, Jinder Mahal comes in. He loses the title. I think it's a nice mid-card heel for this brand. And once again, you know, not you know, we'll get to Raw, obviously, but his match with Jeff Hardy I thought was the best thing on Damn the entire good. show. I went, I went three and a quarter. And I'll say for the first time, that wasn't just Jeff Hardy doing all the work. I thought Jinder looked okay. I agree. Um, This was a surprising uh, matchup for for me just due to the fact, for the time that they gave. um, But but Jinder Mahal, like you said, looked good. He was taking the – he was doing the bumps and the spots really well. And and I didn't fear for Jeff Hardy's safety 
uh, for for the 11, 12 minutes that this match was. <laughs> um, like you said, it, it, it was nice to uh, kind of see that Swanson bomb for the first time in a long, long time. Um, and, and I thought this was just, like you said, probably some of the best booking they've done in a while. Um, but unfortunately, I think it's going to continue a feud that we saw kind of a, a month or so before the uh, the shakeup even happened. But I, I thought kudos to them. Um, now we got two members. Maybe Rhino could be an additional member of the three-man band. <laughs> well, speaking of two members, obviously then it was announced Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come over. Mm-hmm. The Stephanie McMahon thing, you know, blah, blah, blah happened. Um, I like it, but I also don't like it because I kind of wish they would have just split the two of them up. Yes, I agree. I mean, just sort of the fact that I like them as a team, though. I don't think they need to be split up, but I don't think they need to be, you know, adversaries and and going against each other. I think as a team, it works. It's something new for each. Owens then can go for a title run. Zane can go for, you know, the Intercontinental title. Um, So I think, you know, it it builds up for potential matchups, but also if they need, you know, another tag team per se, uh, they can always, you know, heed the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of tag team, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but uh, don't Drew McIntyre show up. Uh, there is a holy bleep chant for Drew McIntyre when he shows up. Uh, I like this. I I have a feeling that Drew McIntyre may outshine Ziggler in this in this segment because ever since McIntyre's come back and shown how good he became, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know where this, where this goes. And, you know, you look at the crowd when Ziggler kind of showed up, a lot of people were just kind of like, Oh, yay. And I mean, I was excited. Uh, then Titus world line came down and everyone kind of groaned even harder, but then <laughs> McIntyre shows up, they annihilate him. They hit him with a zigzag Claymore kick combo, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Kind of interested to see where this goes. What I like about this, well, you know, I, I've been a harsh against Drew McIntyre since forever. Um, I, I know you liked him, you know, once he got out of the WWE. Um, you know, the three man band gimmick, I, I wasn't a huge fan, which, <laughs> sorry, Rhino, you've been replaced uh, since I don't want to spoil it a few minutes ago. We have a potential <laughs> 3MB reunion here, ladies and gentlemen. When is that backstage segment going to hit? And how yeah, awesome and a hard pop that we're going to do. Um, maybe they decimate those two, you know, maybe they decimate Slater and them. But what I liked about Ziggler McIntyre. A, I forgot how how ginormous Drew McIntyre is, and he kind of even showed it because he was dwarfing uh, uh, Titus as well as um, as and Apollo Titus there. Is- yes, I was like <laughs> Drew McIntyre, man. He's he's God, Titus. Like he, you got nothing on him. But but what I liked about this, and and I'll bring this up again in my SmackDown uh, center is what I think Drew McIntyre can do. Ziggler is the mouthpiece that McIntyre needs. Now we'll see this on Tuesday nights as well. So I'm not, I I think this will help elevate McIntyre to that world title picture instead of the intercontinental title um, where Ziggler, I think could possibly go for that. But this again, reminds me of an old HBK, big daddy, cool diesel type of scenario where McIntyre is not going to really be the bodyguard, but Ziggler, I could see, 
can throw him in and say, do my dirty work for me. And then mm-hmm. he could be the big brooding force where Ziggler again could be the, the, the mouthpiece we all know that can help elevate Drew McIntyre. Especially coming off that match with uh, Almas. McIntyre can definitely cut a promo now. So when it's time to split the two of them up, McIntyre I think is going to be okay on his own. He looked that match like, is money, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> like I, a year I, down the line. Wow. That is money. You, but when you saw McIntyre show up back in that Raw ring, he looked like a big deal. Like, he yes. looked like a legit, like, wow, if I've never seen this guy before, who is that guy type dude? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm guessing... I was watching, watching that takeover at your house when it was him and Almas. I'm like, who's this guy again? Who's this newbie? <laughs> How did he get so good? Well, I guess when you when you're tag chance with Johnny Gargano and Evolve, and you're working guys like Zack Saber Jr. and such, you're gonna get pretty good. At... <laughs> true, um, true. I'm sure we're gonna get McIntyre and Ziggler against Titus Worldwide tonight on Raw, so we'll get to see what happens. I could be wrong, but he just my, Bronco my... busted El Desperado from the top rope. That was insane. <laughs> was that the dive on the floor? Yes. Oh my God! Hiromu's gonna die. No regard for anything. <laughs> He's just like, here I go. Right, I hope you catch me. Um, obviously, setting up to be the next Ronda Rousey feud. Uh, Natalia shows up. Uh, I was excited. I'm assuming this is going to be a teacher versus student feud when when Natty finally turns. Oh, uh, sure. Two things with this that I kind of laugh about. Uh, Alex, for the record. Do you remember the the woman I said should be doing a house show loop with Ronda Rousey? Uh, I believe so. James, right? You're talking about Bertha Fay, right? No, I'm talking about Mickey James. Throw Mickey Mickey James. Well, the UK tour, she's working Mickey James. So apparently somebody's listening and doing the right thing. So appreciate (laughs) Vince for listening and putting that over. But this is almost the same thing. Now you can have her in there and work a tag or work a, a singles match with somebody like Natty, who's a veteran hand. Great idea. I love the way they did it. Uh, Ronda Rousey still, I feel like she's going to kill some of these women. Um, <laughs> not those two. I mean, not. I think Natty and, and Mickey James are the perfect fit for the beginning because they can calm her down. They can slow her down in the ring and let her know what she needs to do. Hell, if they don't do Stephanie and, and, and Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, which a no-brainer, why would you not? Unless, you know, a Sasha Banks or a Bailey type of opens up. I, I wouldn't be mad with an Italia Ronda Rousey SummerSlam no. match. Like you said, student versus teacher, you know, it's well documented. And Natalia was one of the trainers that has helped Rousey since, you know, making that transition from the uh, from the octagon there. And, and Natalia had a hell of a, I mean, she has a good string of SummerSlam uh, women's matches, I would say. Uh, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be two against that uh, for, for the biggest event of the summer, whatever crazy catchphrases they're, they're throwing at you. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think the, I think the Rousey, Rousey uh, <laughs> shout out to Heat Wave. I was just listening to that RVD uh, Richard today. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Natty's a great hand for her to, to take on. And, uh, you know, a SummerSlam, they don't go the Stephanie McMahon route. Uh, yeah. Vince's gold boy, Baron Corbin, moves <laughs> over to Monday Raw. They didn't even bring him out. It was just a lame video. The main event saw Bobby Roode make his debut from Tuesday nights. 
in the main events. I was a little disappointed that he didn't get a bigger pop. Well, is that I just mean, me? No, I, I I wouldn't say disappointment. I would say it's it's kind of what we're expecting now. I mean, coming from the Tuesday lineup, yeah. I mean, Bobby Roode has a excellent entrance. But every match that we've seen, minus, uh, God, what was the SmackDown match he had a few, like a month ago? Besides that, I mean, nothing has been mind-blowing since he's been on Tuesday nights. I mean, it's a bummer that they kind of moved him and Orton, uh, you know, because I I still wanted that as my quote-unquote mind-imploding matchup uh, where they do the the dual Spidey, like, hey, uh, aren't you me? Uh, but uh, I, I think this could be a good transition. I think, especially if you unleash heelish Bobby Roode um, on the Monday nights. Uh, on Monday nights, I think that would be a, a big, vast improvement and could kick off his singles uh, singles trek on Mondays. Uh, what might be one of the biggest sleeper moves of the whole thing for me? Chad Gable moves over oh, from SmackDown to Raw. Don't start. Um, you, you're not happy about this. I'm 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 really bummed. I'm I'm really mad. Chad Gable's gonna excel on Mondays, but two things worry me, or two things that that kind of irk me about this. Chad Gable, I thought was doing excellent on Thursdays or on Tuesdays. Yeah. I thought him and Shelton were were great as the the next world's greatest tag team. Um, I don't know what happens with Shelton, even though we'll get to uh, SmackDown here in a bit. Uh, but but Chad Gable. Uh, I hope they don't pair him again with Jason Jordan. That's my only thing. I hope they don't do anything like that. But I do hope they do a Maury Pope, uh, Povich type swerve where they bring in another envelope. And they say, wait, Chad Gable, you are the son of Kurt Angle, not Jason Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> Whew. That would be um, the only thing I'm cool with. No, but Chad Gable, I think, is going to excel. This will help him out on Mondays. <laughs> Hell, even if he gets a mouthpiece. Again, I say this, it seems like, every week. But, damn, pair him, pair him up with a Paul Heyman? My God. I mean, especially with Lesnar being, you know, uh, uh, a pay-to-play type of uh, wrestler at the moment. Um, why not get Heyman behind someone? I mean, this is I don't even Lesnar think Gable Jr. needs a mic. I don't think Gable no, needs no. a mic. I think you let him just go in there. I think he's got a chance now to succeed as a single star that you didn't give him the opportunity. You put Jason Jordan the opportunity to be a single star on Raw while not giving Gable the chance. You immediately paired him with Shelton Benjamin, which is fine. But we saw in his AJ Styles matches and his match with, with uh, I can't remember who else he worked. I think maybe it was Orton or something, but Orton, he yeah. looked really good in those matches. And Hell, I mean, Rusev had some pretty damn good wrestling yeah. matches. I wouldn't mind seeing Gable wrestle Jordan. I think that'd be entertaining. Um, I think you can definitely throw some Gable Kurt Angle interactions now in with him talking mm-hmm. some smack to Kurt. You know, hey, here, <laughs> where's your golden boy son? You know, I, I, I really wish he was like, wait, are you sure I'm not your son? Like, they got to play around with this because everybody is over that storyline. I'm not your son and Jason Jordan. It's, you know, it's oh my God. Can, you, can you imagine That's the backlash? They're racist. <laughs> I know clean. I'm not clean. You know, that's kind of what I could see. <laughs> right. uh, no, I'm excited for it. 
Speaking of your Spidey doppelganger, the Riot Squad moves to Raw only only as the other exits. Um, didn't work too much in SmackDown. I could see this as a last-ditch effort for, uh, as, as I'm looking at the description, uh, it says, uh, so the move to Raw likely is a last-ditch effort to see if they can be successful as a group before they inevitably split them up. It feels to me like they know they got something in... Uh, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan's there to take the bumps, I think, and Liv Morgan's the wild card if she's going to be anything. I yeah. think by Sarah Logan being the bump taker for the group, they know they have a worker out of her. So I think if I'm Sarah Logan, regardless of my terrible gimmick, I know I got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just see how the rest of it goes. I could see Liv Morgan maybe getting exited. Were, were there any up. matches? Because I'm kind of excited. I know this won't happen for a while. But was there, did Sarah Logan and Nikki Cross ever face off in NXT? Because that would mm. be my kind of match. I don't think so. Because she did the women's tournament, and then they brought her up right away. She worked some shows as Crazy Mary Dobson, her indie gimmick, but I don't believe it was okay. against Nikki Cross. And if it does, they uh, were probably just match matches. That that would just be, my I don't know why, my type of match. Because <laughs> Sarah Logan <laughs> I like. I think, you know, with a little bit more, you know, uh, sports entertainment grooming. I, I think a lot of people, uh, especially a change of gimmick too. You know, sorry, uh, uh, Nydia. Um, but uh, I think you know once that comes around, people will kind of get. <laughs> we'll we'll kind of get on our side. Ruby Riot, we know is 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 great. Um, you know, just it'll be interesting. You know, like you said, when they embed, you know, when they split them up eventually. Um, I think too with Sarah Logan. I mean. She's done a lot of really good stuff. There is, a, for all my $5 wrestling heads in the building, there's a six-man tag with her, Madman Pondo, and Freight Train against the Burke County Boys. That was pretty fun. I think she even bladed in the match. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she's been around and had some really entertaining stuff. So we'll see where that goes. Um, speaking of entertaining oh, stuff. Uh, you, you can skip me- these next two. Uh, well, we, we got. Are you looking at the CBS Sports sheet? No. Okay, because this is. I, I have the CBS Sports page up, and this is the exact order too. I'm assuming by the yuck, but we're gonna still drop the yuck anyway. Because if we if we don't, we're doing our due diligence. Demetrius Burrell's favorite wrestler, Mojo Rawley, <laughs> ends up on Monday Night Raw. And for some reason, they bring over Zack Ryder. Don't split the two of them up. I guess you got to get over. <laughs> Somebody's got a job, right? Because we'll ask I was long, so, so confused. This is almost like when when Sami Zayn faced Kevin Owens for the last time, and then we're brought together. It's essentially them giving a whatever, you know, from creative, and, and that's unfortunate since Zack Ryder has worked so much. What it seems like forever, at at least ten years, ten plus years of getting himself over, and then for him to just be like, eh, you know, Mojo Rawley's uh, whatever. I think. The Mojo Rally acquisition was in order to bring Velocity back to TV screens. Damn, Velocity, son. Shout out to AJ Styles, who earned Velocity against the Hurricane. Uh, then we get Rizango, <laughs> who actually wrestles on the show and gets a victory over the bar, which we're going to yes. do later. Does, is that a just smoke of the wind, basically making everybody think they'll do something with them? Yeah, I think they'll they'll have more eyes to do the fashion files, so I think they'll they'll kind of 
you know, enhance those characters, um, you know, with the backstage segments there. I think, you know, kind of putting the bar over us or, or getting the win over the bar, I, I think it's just something that, that kind of preluded uh, for Tuesdays there. But uh, I wasn't mad. You know, it is what it is. At least this time I wasn't getting beaten by a 10-year-old fan. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the, the – I mean, I was so sorry. Well, I'll say it for Raw. Uh, the Ascension, I don't know what value they have, but uh, they still around. Out, yeah, the, Connor and Victor are now on the Raw roster. <laughs> I think, well, it's just to go with the Brazango. I mean, I, I totally get that as well. Like I, I think said, it's, just I think it's more so for the segments. And they're more segment-heavy on Mondays, so you got to kill three hours sometime. We might as well laugh. And now you get another team that can, you know, put somebody over, I think, too. Um, last one, and this one's kind of like a weird dark horse. I don't know where to, what to make of it, but Mike Kanellis. Okay. Uh, Oh, he has, has he been he had a lot of since. No, he had the he had that he had that personal struggle where he yep. he really substance abuse heavy. Um, he was off TV. I think he might have been in like those battle royals because they had to fill names. Um, you know, so that happened, and then Maria has the the child, and we all know Maria was the catch. That was the whole reason they brought him in because when you know, I mean, when you when you had Maria running the kingdom in ROH with mm-hmm. Adam Cole and Nellis and terrible Matt Taven, that uh, <laughs> I mean, she was she was I I people are gonna call me crazy, but she was one of the top five people in that whole company, and I will stand by that because wow. she was such like she was such a good mouthpiece, and she was so intricate in that stable getting over. And when you, because you could let Adam Cole do his story time with Adam Cole, run through that gimmick. But then she got Mike Bennett and Matt Taven so old. I mean, those dudes won the New Japan Tag Titles, I think, at one point for like a month. Uh? They they beat Gallows and Anderson at one point. So, I mean, they were, they got over, and it's because of Maria. Maria Canales, she went in there and said, look, I'm going to dress a certain way. I'm going to get all eyes on me. I've learned over the years how to cut a promo, and nobody in WWE knew I could cut on the stick. She did it, and she turned into, I mean, legit the best manager, I think, in the business. Wow. And when she went to Impact, it was during that really terrible Impact time, and I think that really stunted it where they tried to use Mike Bennett and Maria, and it just didn't work too well. Um. Do you think one thing that could that could help him when he comes back is a, a change of character? Obviously, change of scenery will, will work. But, you know, kind of throwing away that theme song, you know, the whole 80s, early 90s-ish type of character where he just comes in, kicks ass, because he's in great shape. You know, good for him oh, for, you know, taking care of his personal stuff. But he's he's ripped, you know, like like you, you know, where he's just like just abs on abs on abs. Hard, so, man. you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just something where I, I think, you know, if you kind of ditch that, I think he might have a chance, especially then when Maria does come back, uh, you know, from, from maternity, uh, you know, I think that'll definitely help him a lot more to t- to make him that, that secondary heel that they'll, they'll def- definitely need. You know, I'm going to say that I don't think you should change a damn thing. 
Because I'll say this just, just for my own personal sake. I got drawn into the gimmick when they came over because of the entrance, because mm-hmm. of the gimmick. Um, yeah, but because... you were the only one. <laughs> hey, man, Kyle was a big mark for that track, too. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. When I saw them at a SmackDown in Sioux Falls, uh, they, were, they were working a dark match, so he was still off TV. So I was like, oh, okay, it was him and Bobby Roode in a dark match before the show went on. And me and maybe like seven other people were like up climbing, like, girl, you're like, we're all like, okay, let's do this. Everyone else just silence. It was so weird. And again, Shame. I don't know if it's just to the demographic. I mean, there was a lot of Shayna Baszler, you know, hype, obviously, due to uh, the area we were at, but nothing. So for me, I was like, damn, that sucks because he is talented. But. I like that. It's gold. I love it. Glorious. Just like you know, Tana and uh, Tana and uh, Okada having similar themes. It's not the same music. (laughs) Alex, you get that. Minus five stars. Today. One for Brian Danielson, one for the, the, the New Japan. <laughs> did not make the same song twice. If anything, Tanahashi's new team sounds like the Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to watch a Tana match next. So you didn't hear this again. The gimmick. I look. I I feel like he looks like a million bucks. His wrestling is still kind of, eh, but you know, it's still the. I think it's a it's a breath of fresh air and a new wave. Like a, it's a new light for him to shine in, and I think yes. it's I think it's the best thing to do. I want him to succeed. It's a good story. It's a dude who over. I mean, you could tell by some of the pictures that are posted online near the end before they took him off TV that dude was not in a good spot. And I don't know why he wasn't in a good spot. They really haven't talked about it much. They've talked about it a little bit, but they've just kind of talked about the broad spectrum of it. But you can see what this dude did. This dude physically transformed himself, and you know he's he's got a a damn good mouthpiece in his corner. And I'll tell you right now, I think he could make the same impact in the mid-card. I'm not going to say heavyweight, but in the mid-card yeah. with Marie in his corner as as Andrade Almas with Selena Vega with him. Because yeah. I still think Almas is a heavy is a main event player. I, I tell you right now, you, you tell me a year from now, we got Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Andrade Almas, Samoa Joe, and Shinsuke Nakamura in my main event. That is a hell of a five guys to have in your show. And by having uh, Joe Nakamura, Danielson, and throwing Almas in there, who is a great player, I mean, that's 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 why I'm excited about SmackDown with it. Um, oh, my God. SmackDown, the real MVPs of the Superstar Shakedown. Um, but, of course, yep. Before we get into it, I just I, – that, that's just kind of my point is I think I think this is a good thing that the company's doing by saying, look – Everybody has their problems. Real life happens. Here's a fresh start. 
Let's see what we can do with it. And that's why I think he's the biggest dark horse to me on a lot of it, as much as I think I say sleeper with Chad Gable, but I say dark horse with Mike Kanellis because he's got a long shot to make this work. But I, I'd like to see the guy succeed because you can see just from, like I said, the photography that he is putting in the work to change and get better and fix himself. And I feel, you know, I feel like if, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, you deserve to be rewarded. So let's see what happens with him. Yes. Yes. As, as we saw a little earlier on, on a Monday night raw too, um, when the Miz uh, came out with the Mr. Raj there for Miz TV, uh, he brought out uh, newest acquisitions, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, and essentially, uh, hey, Kurt Angle walks out and, and pretty much, you know, looks at everybody in the ring, says, you're still here, you're still here. But then points out Miz and saying he is being sent to Tuesday night, which that was, uh, I would say, the first acquisition <laughs> that we kind of saw on Tuesday. Are, are you kind of bummed? Because uh, I am with the uh, separation of the Miz Taraj. No, because I think... The, I think you've done as, as much as you can with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, where now you've got to see if you have anything in them to succeed on their own. You could mm-hmm. take any two schleps and throw them with The Miz and do the same thing again on SmackDown. But the question is, you've you had Axel. One. <laughs> well, I, I have a different take on that than I think you might do, so I'm intrigued to get to SmackDown on that. Um mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a little bit different, which kind of irritates me. Uh, so that's why I'm excited. But, you know, this this is a move now. Miz is in a spot where you can make him a headliner. Yes. You could legit make him a headliner in this company. Now, When, when, you know, when they said he was going to Tuesdays, I said, oh, he finally will regain a, uh, a championship title. Like and a this world is the guy title. who, you know, and – and even if you don't give him the world title right off the bat, I would love to see him and Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. Oh, gotcha. I think it's yeah. a tremendous program. So we already, boom, right off the bat, The Miz comes on. Samoa Joe, we talked about. Without murder, Sin Cara. I love that they're separating him from Roman Reigns because if, if Raw is going to be the Roman show, Get Samoa Joe somewhere where he can succeed. Now we get to see Samoa Joe work AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Oh my God, I can't wait. Jeff then Hardy, also, hell, he's he's gonna he's he's got some he's got some pretty awesome uh, combatants. That's for sure. I know a lot Especially of people don't Hardy. care for him anymore, but I would love to see Samoa Joe work Randy Orton. Oh God, yeah. I think that'll be tremendous. It'll be like the old. It'll, it'll be very similar. I mean, and and not saying this in a bad way, but kind of a him and a rude. Their single matches on Impact were some of the uh, must watch for me. And I think mm-hmm. with Orton's, you know, with him being a, a step up over Bobby Rude, my God, the the RKO's out of nowhere's to the muscle busters. That that's some damn good. Uh, no title needed for that type of match. That's for sure. Yeah, those are going to be way fun. And then they get Asuka on, on SmackDown. <laughs> like, now you've just started. You're, now you're cleaning up. Now you, now you guys are just bragging. Apparently, Paige is a way better GM than Kurt Angle. <laughs> uh, yeah, she just can't transition into commercials. 
as well. Shout out, shout out, by the way. Um, I don't know if you saw the newest Botchamania, but it's Stephanie McMahon is in the back of the limo. Uh, and uh-huh. you know, when the wind rolls down and, and Undertaker turns around and goes, hello, Stephanie. And she starts screaming. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Undertaker saying that it's, it's the, the movie premiere pro- promo with, Hello, it's Paige, and it's Paige in that <laughs> movie promo, and then either Stephanie starts screaming. Oh my <laughs> God, that's awesome! Um, we mentioned Jeff Hardy; that was a no-brainer. He comes in U.S. title. Uh, I think it's a great idea. You know, he's he's instantly the number three babyface behind Styles and Daniel Bryan. Great move for him. It it gets to put him in a whole different light now. He's your number one upper mid card, not heavyweight title guy, and you get to run with him for a while. Tremendous idea. The bar, yeah, I think that's and- that's such a great pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I know we talked about Jeff Hardy earlier. That's the only reason I jumped in here. But what do you think of the bar leaving, going to SmackDown? Um, I'm kind of bummed, but again, new change of scenery. Yes, we've seen them in New Day quite a few times, but them and the Usos, my God. Um, oh, oh, oh. What was that? Did we lose that? Oh, okay, never mind. I oh, thought we lost. No, them and the Usos, as well as uh, another uh, acquisition that they made. Uh, pretty excited for, for that matchup to be a little bit more emphasized. Um, I'm, I'm totally fine with, with them moving to Tuesday as more gold. And again, it breaks up the monotony of new day Usos, uh, every week or every other week for the last seven years. <laughs> it seems like. I, I'll say I'm, ex- I'm intrigued to see these two guys come in there at the bludgeon brothers. That's going to be some hoss fights, man. That'll yeah. be fun. What do you they, think? They can play the tweener route. They can go yeah. either way. And essentially, you know, when, when they do, you know, let's hope not for a while, but if they do start going on, on singles routes, hell, just think of the matchups with Cesaro, what, what he can have there. It's Ring of Honor 2006, 7, 5 all over again. Hi, I'm Claudio Castagnoli, and I'm going to work Brian Danielson and A.G. Styles this week. Oh, my God. I'm on my alpha brain right now. Patriots wasn't on the line. I restate the big... Uh, big hog question or line from the from the show. Maybe I'll put him in the screening. <laughs> um, here's what it, what interests me, and and is this basically now? Did they just give us a spoiler with the Raw Tag Title Match? Uh, I believe so. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah. we do our picks, uh, not to cheat and not to help you get picks because I like winning these things. Don't pick the bar to beat. The uh, delish, deleter of worlds because I don't think they're gonna win. <laughs> There's my one. Not with that hand. name. Not, not with that new name. They they will be champions for a long time. You know, and and like I said earlier, I was like, these guys are called the deleter of worlds. And Demetrius is like, no, I've seen all on the internet that they're not called. Oh, I mean, Demetrius actually is the one who told me, but I like clowning him while he's listening to us because half the time he's not paying attention, so I get to throw these these pot shots at him. Uh, thank you, Demetrius, for being a loyal fan. <laughs> My MVP, Andrade Cien Almas, comes up with yes. Zelina Vega. No-brainer. This this is a duo that can do some damage. Mm-hmm. As much as I want to see them thrown into the limelight right off the bat, I am all good if they slow burn build these dudes for a year. No problem with it. Because when you get to see Andrade Cien Almas against an AJ Styles, 
everyone's going to go, that guy can do that? I knew him and Gargano was one of the greatest matches of the you know in NXT yeah. history. But he's going to pull something out of guys like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles that we have not seen. And he proved that with how good of a match he was with Johnny Gargano. Now, to be fair, I also think Johnny Gargano was a guy that I kind of wish might have gotten brought up into some form of a roster shakeup. But I understand mm-hmm. you don't want to get lost in the shuffle with how valuable he is. So I'm, I'm okay with him not moving up. But I, I think, I think Almas and Vega are going to literally steal Tuesday nights from everybody for a long time. Oh, Zelina Vega alone. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I, when I, I was doing the dishes while watching SmackDown last week, and all of a sudden I hear uh, Vega's voice, and I'm like, wait, wait, why does that sound familiar? And I turn around, and I was like, wait, that's Zelina Vega. And I was like, damn, they're not at, you know, they're not at the arena. So at first I was a little miffed, and I was like, wait, they still have like 19 weeks of NXT tapings they got to work through before he even, you know, pops up. But I was like, wait. And, and you know, I, I think we were both kind of pushing him to, to be on Mondays. Uh, yep. But we all, you know, in our heart of hearts, we know we knew Tuesdays yeah. was a better fit. Just <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That they have <laughs> on there. Uh, but just think of, you know, like you say, a slow burn for a year. I, I agree. Don't rush him right out the bat, but maybe you put him in a program with Jeff Hardy, come along SummerSlam. I think, you know, there, there's a lot of people you can kind of, you know, run him with, with a short-term feud, but I, I mean, who do you pair him up with first? Randy Orton? That's not a bad, you know, partner to have right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot you can do with him. I like that Jeff Hardy idea. I think that's, I think that's a good way. And you know what? If you really want to make a statement with Andrade Cien Almas and really have him kind of come out of nowhere as a guy where nobody thought he would succeed, you want to give him a huge rub, but you don't want to overdo it and slow build like you like we were talking. Mm-hmm. What would be so bad about him winning the briefcase in a couple months? Because <laughs> like you it. put that guy's charisma with her ability to continue, he doesn't, now that they've figured out how to use him, he doesn't need her. But the fact that she is good enough where she makes herself valuable to a guy who doesn't need a manager just exudes how good she is. And then you get to add the third element of a briefcase. Now you slow build them, but you don't have to go all the way because everybody knows at any given point, he can make something happen. I, I think that, is who I have with my money in the bank for SmackDown this year. I don't know if they're going to do it. I doubt they're going to do four ladder matches this year with, you know, <laughs> since it's a joint match. So I don't know. I, I mean, you mean you take him honest. over Alexander Wolf? Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If they wanted to do a Raw SmackDown men and women each, I wouldn't be too mad if they did four ladder matches. It might be overkill, but it'd be fun. <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna lie about it. Presents ladders. But now you got four briefcases running around, and that's probably Mm it. My guess is they'll do a joint brand male and a joint brand female one. But I think almost is a guy that could really be on that. Uh, Speaking of the females, after the riot squad left, Sony Deville and Mandy Rose from Absolution come over. It makes sense with Paige, who's running the company or the, Mm -hmm. the brand. 
Um, I don't even know if they'll talk about it, but it made sense to flip the doppelgangers around. I don't think there's much more to dive in on it. Plus, I guess the one thing I will say is I'm excited for Sony to build because now they get her away yes. from Ronda Rousey, who's essentially the same thing. <laughs> I that that's a very good point, you know, so she doesn't get lost. Because I mean, out of the uh, the six Absolution and Riot Squad, or should I say five? <laughs> I mean, Sony Deville. I would say, I mean, I'd say her upside is a little bit. I would say grander, even more than a Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's still learning. I think mm-hmm. we know what we're going to get from Ruby Riot. She's been in the business for so long that with Sonya Deville being so young in the business, she's going to get better. So I agree. I think the upside's there. Uh, you mentioned Alexander Wolf. We get Sanity, Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane making their presence Aww. known. Sans Nikki Cross. So, so bummed about that. But Supposedly Nikki I Cross at NXT because there's nobody for Shayna Baszler to wrestle. <laughs> so they had to <laughs> Here you go. I mean, uh, that's not a bad reason, I, I suppose. But I was looking forward to, to seeing Nikki Cross kind of on, on the main roster since I've been a huge fan for, for a little over a year. But, uh, no, I, I think this works out really well. This brings, again, um, the Ascension done right uh, with with uh, with Killian Dane and, and Alexander Wolf. Uh, Eric Young can run around. I think this will be a good presentation uh, for the group in itself. But, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Almas. I wouldn't mind Killian Dane being a part of that Money in the Bank match and possibly winning, yeah, especially yeah. since he's been getting a lot of uh, he's been giving a been given a lot more time uh, during these uh, big matches uh, over the last uh, six months on NXT. So hopefully uh, he might be the one to break out as a single star. <laughs> let's be real. Big Dane was badass, man. <laughs> the cannonballs and him running through tables. Yeah, he's. I can't wait. My God. Uh, the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson making their way to SmackDown. Please let this be for a push. Mm-hmm. That's it will all be. I ask for. Um, they're and way you too still good got a BC forever. Thing, I mean, that's the nice thing about this is then you transition with him and AJ again. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to be the club. Per, you know, well, they are the club, but you know, they could still, you know, run through that relationship even more. Like, hey, we're not gone. We're just bringing the club facet over to Tuesdays. Oh my God, it's so good to see y'all. That, that's what AJ <laughs> I can't wait for this. Uh, Sin Cara makes his way over. Uh, he gets to be the jobber, dark match guy of the show as he loses to Samoa Joe in about a minute. Oh, God, on the belt? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, I take it you're seeing... Uh, Come on, Red uh, Shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that was good. Uh, you know, Hiromu's <laughs> hair in front of his face made you think he was bleeding from that belt shot. Because <laughs> Jesperado murdered him. That was a hell of a match. Hell of a match. Uh, but yeah, Sin Cara makes his debut. That's about it. Our uh, truth. Don't know what to say. I enjoyed the segment with the New Day and Immortal. and uh, the Ten. Man. No. Hello. Yeah. There we go. No, I liked it when they called him Immortal. Uh, the New Day. <laughs> He's like, I can't wait to be on Monday with y'all. And they're like, oh, 
<laughs> it's too much. <laughs> See you tomorrow. And then he leaves. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was great. And then last and not least, not least, but uh, interesting was your favorite. Big Cat makes his SmackDown debut and immediately gets to face with Daniel Bryan. And in the back of my head, I'm going, well, so much for a feud with somebody like Samoa Joe or anybody, because he's going to mm-hmm. feud with Big Kaz. Yes. What do you think of Big Kaz coming over? So I, at first, because they, they actually introduced him via a backstage segment uh, after uh, D. Bryan was uh, delivering kind of like a promo, if you will. And then he says, huh, so you're the big deal around here, huh? You know, just pretty much, you know, it was just like, you know, I get it, whatever. So he has that cocky, you know, uh, team soft uh, to, to him still. Uh, but what I like about all this is, again, kind of bringing back what I said about the Ziggler, uh, Drew McIntyre thing is I think if you kind of team him up with Miz, um, not even as a team, if you will, but Miz saying, hey, you're coming back. You're going to be, you know, kind of my, my go-to guy. You take out Daniel Bryan first because I don't, I, you know, of course the rumors were, you know, they're going to do Daniel Bryan, the Miz right away. I think that could literally be your main event or at least co-main event at SummerSlam. No title needed because of the buildup from Talking Smack. Hell, go to NXT back in 2010. It has been a, a talk about New Japan storyline where it's been building for years and years. <laughs> this is your ultimate like, damn, it sucks that Dan O'Brien wasn't cleared before Mania because this easily could have stole the show. But I like Big Cass kind of being the, the in-between there where, you know, it'll get both of them, you know, kind of in, in ring shape again. But also hopefully elevate Big Cass in a way where it could improve his skills by being in the ring with, you know, Daniel Bryan and, and learning, you know, mic work from the Miz there. So I think hopefully it will help all three of them, but, but the main objective being, you know, progressing that storyline, hopefully for that SummerSlam main event with Daniel Bryan and the Miz. Now, I will say that I do agree that I think it's good for big cast because I think Daniel Bryan is somebody who could bring him to a really good match. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm going to say is I don't think they're going to do what you think they're going to do. And I think for some stupid reason, they're going to put Big Cass with Nakamura. <laughs> Is he going to be the interpreter? I, I, you know, that's an easy way I'd to do it. I'd be fine with that. I'd be but, fine with but like that. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they're going to, they're going to go the way that I think you think they're going to go. And I think putting it with, with Miz is the logical, smart, and best idea to do. But I don't think they do it. Huh. I just it's I think it's one of those things that goes right over their head and they're like, Oh, we should have done that. No, no. I, I I hope they're smarter than that. I think it just was a happenstance just be uh because Daniel Bryan was in that tag team main event uh, uh along with AJ Styles against Rusev Day. Um but but I, I think it was just like I said, a happenstance that Miz wasn't there. So they had to bring out uh, cast to further that storyline. Maybe they have a little faction with Nakamura, Miz, and, and cast. Oh, God. A little overboard, if you will. Uh, but I, I, I hope they don't go the routes where you're predicting. So but now it'll I'll be fun. This- it'll be, again, as the interpreter, I think that could be fun 
GV. I like the difference that they're going with Nakamura, um, that that prickish, uh, you know, feats, if you will. Uh, but but I think the way to go is is the Miz Kaz Brian route. So the reason why I personally don't think also they do Miz Kaz is the whole point of Big Kaz turning on Enzo Amore was him saying, I'm nobody's puppet. I'm nobody's yes man. I, I do everything on my own, and I don't need somebody telling me what to do. If you put him with the Miz, you completely ruined everything that you built with him going into his angle. That's the only reason I don't, I don't see why they would do that, if that makes sense. And then I would rebuttal that by saying I think they don't really care what, uh, what a few smarks kind of have to <laughs> think, and I think they're, they're kind of going to go – uh, the the generic route because they got to build him for a whole nother audience. He's been gone what six months, eight months. I mean, people know him obviously through that connection with Team Soft, but you gotta you know, and it doesn't seem like they're going any any different routes. But I think it's something ugh, that's so tough because he's so generic. His his movements are generic. That's why I think this this uh, this feud with Daniel Bryan will at least hopefully help him in the ring. And that's the one thing too, why I think he works better with Nakamura is he's not a guy who needs a mic to get him over. He almost needs somebody who can work to help get him over because he can talk. Mm-hmm. He is the epitome of the dusty road school of, of promo. And it works for him. He talks like this. So you understand everything he says. You know, he's like he's like Tony Ray. This is why I'm putting you through a table. And and it works. It as much as it, it sounds boring, slow promos are almost the way to go on a lot of things because you're getting your point across. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs a mic. I think he needs somebody who can work to get him over, and that's why I think Nakamura makes more sense even though I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell, sir. Should we have a uh, a bet who he aligns with first? Well, we'll find a out taste tomorrow. challenge. I will, yeah, we'll do yeah. You got me. I got Nakamura. Uh, maybe we'll be able to answer it uh, with whatever we do this weekend on radio if you make it in town. So we can do a Facebook <laughs> Live. And somebody's got a, I don't know, we'll find something that sucks to do. Maybe one of us will Nakamura the other. Oh, man, somebody's going to get a running knee to the back of their skull. <laughs> no, his, uh, his his pop shots, if you will. His <laughs> finishing move. Where he goes arm all the way up and in. Uh, but kind of going after the shows, you know, a different kind of way they, they've been doing this. We've been known, you know, or we've... We've been, you know, kind of used to the draft, if you will. They did the shakeup last year, though, didn't they? Or was this yeah. the first year they kind of done it? No, because last year was when Miz and Daniel and Dean Ambrose came over. Dean Ambrose, that's right. Um, so I mean, overall for the shows, I mean, it it, it brought over. I thought the wrestlers in a, in a pretty good route had some intriguing matches. Some for the last time, some for the first time. Hell, uh, Jeff Hardy pulling double duty. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, uh, having I, I thought a pretty damn good match with Shelton Benjamin um, on Tuesday nights here. Um, but where, how do you think the WWE landscape is now? Uh, you know, kind of after the shakeup, uh, I some winners I like, or losers in your mind. I, I think I I think you can honestly say that both both brands won. 
Raw being the long show needed more job guys, and they got them. And they moved the valuable guys that need TV time over to SmackDown where they'll get it now. Because if you look at, at, at the broad spectrum of it, um, 18 guys went to SmackDown, 19 went to Raw. But of the 18 that went to SmackDown, two were a tag team, another two were a tag team, another two were a tag team, one's a three-man team, one's a wrestler with a manager as well. So essentially one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You only move 12 acts over. So technically it was a 19 to 12 switch with okay. three job guys in the, or two or two job guys and, you know, a couple tag teams. So you got yourself, I think, more balanced out because now you get to give people like, you know, Gallows and Anderson and Big Cass and Jeff Hardy more TV time, whereas now you put the Ascension, Brizongo, Mojo, Zack Ryder, guys like that over on Smack or on Raw where they can job if needed. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the way that they did it because now by essentially moving less acts over to SmackDown, you're freeing up more space with the guys that you move to Raw, whereas Raw has the time to take more job guys in. That's, that's a lot of jobbers. What do you think of um, <laughs> kind of the rumors – you know, where, where everyone was pegging, Alexa Bliss was going to go back to SmackDown, Charlotte back to Raw. Hell, they were even thinking about Braun Strowman heading to SmackDown. Any missed opportunities do you think uh, they, they kind of missed with the shakeup? Um, I think for any missed opportunity I had, I think didn't become a missed opportunity by the end of it because of the other choices they made. Mm-hmm. You know, you move Strowman over to SmackDown. That, that's awesome. You know, what do you do with him once he gets there, though? By moving Samoa Joe over to SmackDown and The Miz over to SmackDown, you open up, I think, a spot for Braun Strowman to be in a different limelight. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a miss now not moving him. So I think I think that's one of those kind of things where it's like, you know, you moved all these tag teams over to, to Raw, but then you sent the club and the bar over to really mix things up. And you didn't have to sacrifice losing both the Usos and the New Day. Because now you can do a program with those guys. Do you think Braun now, I mean, obviously behind uh, the Shield members, I mean, can he be that number two slash three baby on Monday nights now since you'll have, you know, Les Lesnar, which, I mean, we, did, we didn't have him anyways throughout the last eight months. But, you know, just kind of how that character progression has gone, how, you know, hell, he pulled a kid out from the audience, you know, and, and won a, the tag belts. I mean, do you think now this could elevate him a little bit more up to that spot, or or where do you or do you think it's just going to be 2017 all over again? I think it's going to be kind of both, but more 2017. Because realistically, what can you do with him? I mean, this is Roman's brand now, so you're not give him the belts. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, hardcore Holly all of a sudden just give him all the champions. <laughs> I'll beat them all up. Give me the damn title. <laughs> I'll beat them all. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then with Rollins as your IC, you got Rollins and mm-hmm. Roman essentially running the brand. Ambrose you got Dean back. Ambrose coming back. Yeah, I mean. You oof. still got Balor there. I mean, so it's it's one of those things where Strowman needs to be a heel to be a player, I think, on this brand. 
man, how do you transition him out of that, you know, kind of what they built with him over the last, you know, six, eight months? I don't know how to do wiener, then. I really don't know how you do it. That's the hard part, I think. Is that man, what I think put they, themselves in the corner. <laughs> yeah, they shot themselves in the foot with, with, the, with Braun Strowman. And it sucks, but I just, I don't know what they do with them. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Raw SmackDown, you know, you mentioned Jeff Hardy. I thought he had the best match on both shows, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, him on Sm- I thought looked really good. He, he was even getting some mic time uh, talking talking some trash. Um, you know, had the poor one out, hopefully, for the uh, Toys R Us closings. Um, uh, but, no, I, I thought he looked he looked pretty good. Um, I, I'm all for him to kind of take that that mid card uh, type of heel role over, if you will. Give that man a strap for God's sakes. No, but him and Jeff, uh, it, it was like the yesteryear, and none of them I thought, you know, kind of lost uh, lost everything there. Show Benjamin for as much as we love Shelton. He's just so cringeworthy when he gets a microphone. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah I don't but it wasn't it wasn't two thousand and five Shelton Benjamin we're like, what? At least this time he, he seemed to, <laughs> to exude a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Sort of believable oh, in what he was spitting. I thought this SmackDown was awful. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I I Luke Harper beat Jay Uso, I went one star. Samoa Joe beat Sin Car, I went a star and a half. Charlotte beat Billy Kay, I went two star. AJ Dana Bryan against Aiden English and Rusev was fun until it became a schmoz for the yeah. second, third week in a row on SmackDown. You know, now we're just starting to get nothing but schmozzes. It's starting into WCW Thunder. So, yeah, I thought, it's, I thought it kind of was frustrating. I gave it an N.A. Um, and then Hardy and Benjamin, I gave it three stars. But otherwise, I think the best thing on that whole show was that true segment with the 10-man and New Day. I mean, it was... Not a good and the ratings show. I mean, they took a huge plummet ratings from the week before, even with the superstar shakeups, and it shows because this is a bad show. Um, you know, I, I don't know what your feelings are on the rest of SmackDown, but you know, Monday Night Raw actually had eight matches, which never happens. Um, <laughs> running through these results, I gave uh, Hardy beat. Jeff Hardy beat Kinder Mahal. I went three and a quarter best match of the week for the WWE for me. Uh, Sasha and Bailey went to a no contest, two and a half for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, AOP beat Slater and Rhino. I went one and a half. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt beat the Revival. Sadly, I only went two and a quarter. Uh, Ember Moon beat Mickey James. I went three stars, second best match of the week for me. Uh, Natalia beat Mandy Rose. I went a star and three quarters. Brizango over the bar. I went two and a quarter star. And then Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley defeated Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. I went three stars just because there was a lot of action. But, I mean, all in all, you know, for what this superstar shakeup was supposed to be for the brands, I walked away from it a little disappointed on their shows. Yes, yeah, the content. But but let's be real. It, it wasn't really before that, like, you know, it was meant to, to kind of get the shake us. We yes, asked the, the match content in itself. Uh, do you think next year they should just kind of do like an online type of uh, shake up or, you know, kind of streaming it on the network? Or do you think they'll, they'll kind of continue this? So then it doesn't, you know, kind of saturate their, their shows on Monday. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating because it's one of those things like you should be showcasing this, but yes. Okay, great. I understand you guys are doing this. Um, 
this whole, I don't know what you want to call it, like this whole um, superstar shakeup and you want things to be, to be known about it, that doesn't mean you should dog your wrestling product out. I you know, agree. And that, I agree. That goes back to the whole point of this is the one exception where it doesn't matter what you do in this company. You know, it goes back to that, that Joe Lanza rant we played about Rusev. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in this company. And Rusev is teasing some changes, so we'll, we'll kind of see if uh, after he gets buried, uh, hopefully uh, gently <laughs> on, on Friday. Um, pun intended? No, uh, you know, after that happens, who knows what happens to Rusev Day. I that Rusev tweet in the group chat that he post that he sent to Chris Jericho, where it says yeah, TBT. That was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> God, I couldn't believe he did that. This guy is so money. He's so money. Yeah, when he put yeah, when you sent that to me, and I think I think I saw it on a few different sources too that day. I chuckle each time because I'm like, how how great is is Rusev? Give the man, give the pay that man his money. That's for sure. For, for those of you. Who, uh, who didn't see it, uh, Rusev, uh, last Thursday. Where, where is that? There it is. Pay that man his money. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rusev posted TBT for Throwback Thursday, and it was Undertaker versus uh, Chris Jericho for the uh, greatest rumble ever in a battle royal. I, oh, it was so fun. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Rusev being Rusev. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Speaking you, of the world's greatest Royal Rumble. Do you have that card by chance? We can run through some predictions here. Sorry, I was looking at uh, Enzo Amori crypting yeah, or doing doing cryptic messaging over Twitter. Stop. Is he hanging out with another SoundCloud rapper? <laughs> I hope so. Um... <laughs> My God, really? A trophy? A trophy? Wow, are I, they really flying out JR, Booker T, and Lawler out there for the pre show? Oh, no! It's the only thing I can, I can try to do. Is there oh, a, my God, I'm, yuck. Do you, do you have the card? Because I can, I'm gonna, I can use the Google. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it right now, but. Um, but essentially, there's what ten matches. Seven of them, of them are are title matches. Oh, for God, what's that? I said ten matches. Good God. Well, it's a rumor to be six hours plus. So I yeah. mean, when you're you're putting in a WrestleMania like stage, and you know, kind of uh, selling out the uh, the King Abdullah International Stadium. I mean, you got to have some some pretty big marquee names. Uh, What's up? Oh, this Skyhook. Oh, they said Kareem. <laughs> oh, I wish. Um, but we'll start with uh, with the casket match. Undertaker battling Rusev. Uh, over under, let's say, what was the match at Mania? Like eight minutes? Over under uh, eight, it eight was, minutes? It was like three minutes. Five? Really? I think so. I thought it was really uh, a really short match. I don't but know. I, I was I, just too bummed about, you know, kind of the, the jobbing of, of, of that whole storyline, if you will. 
Uh, but over under, let's say five minutes for the uh, the casket match. Um, I'll say uh, under. Under, we both uh, we both take Tuck, take her, of course. Yeah, uh, there's no, I don't, I don't think there's any way Rusev is winning this one. <laughs> that would be amazing if he pulled out the upset, since it hopefully it will be Rusev Day um, out in in, uh, in in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Uh, also, a, a pretty good marquee matchup, especially if this was 2008 or WrestleMania 22. John Cena battling Triple H in a. Uh, I, again, I'm I'm intrigued by this match, but you know it'll probably just be a. Uh, Walk through, if you will. But Cena trips. <laughs> who do you got? I'm gonna go John Cena. I also will probably go with the man who shares my day of birth, Triple H. Ooh, I beat everyone. Uh, Cedric, <laughs> um, Cedric Alexander will be <laughs> will be defending his newly won. <laughs> Cruiserweight uh, championship as he won at WrestleMania. I believe there's a, a, a tournament, right? Uh, or, or kind of to be determined on who his opponent will be? I'm guessing Buddy Murphy's going to win uh, the number of contendership match tomorrow. But I'm still going to take Buddy. Cedric to win. Yes, I, I will also take the, the champ to retain. Bludgeon Brothers, <laughs> brothers. Cedric will defeat TBD. I'm just putting Cedric uh, will defeat TBD. <laughs> Throw anyone in there. It doesn't matter. Cedric will uh, will retain. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers uh, facing the Usos for the tag team SmackDown championships there. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Bludgeon Brothers will retain. What about you, good sir? Um, yeah, I don't think it makes sense to take the straps off him just yet. I'm going to go Bludgeon Brothers as well. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy will battle Cesaro and Sheamus to battle for the vacant WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Unfortunately, vacant can't pull a partner from the audience, especially a 10-year-old <laughs> from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, unfortunately, vacant will not uh, retain the, the tag straps. Uh, but we know for the first title uh, title change that will happen this night, who do you got? But like we said, the leader of worlds, so we'll move on. Uh, yeah. A rematch from Monday night from the uh, WWE United States Championship, which why are you going to – anyways. Um, <laughs> United States Championship, Jeff Hardy battling Jinder Mahal, uh, you know, getting his, his Toronto on in Saudi Arabia. Uh, who do you got to retain the U.S. championship, Jeff Hardy? It don't hinder gender, man, but I'm still going Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladder match, a, a match that is uh, I'm Hardy. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Jeff Hardy. That's right. Sure. I had you written down for it before you even asked. <laughs> uh, ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship, a match that was actually – uh, kind of uh, leaked, if you will, uh, a few weeks before WrestleMania 34. But you got newly uh, newly crowned Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins, Finn Balor in the Balor Club, Samoa Joe, and The Miz to SmackDown uh, wrestlers now. Uh, who do you got in this Intercontinental title match? Well, Miz and Joe not, completely canceled themselves out. So I guess I will go Rollins to retain. That is correct. God, I love I can't wait to watch this house show. AJ Styles will battle Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> for the uh, SmackDown WWE Championship. 
over under four Shinsuke. Uh, I can't say that word, but it rhymes with Naka uh, Mora since he likes the low blow. Oh man, he's this dude has over under more... two low blows in that match by Shinsuke. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's like the number right on the head. <laughs> and this is like, post and pre-match too. So it doesn't even have to be for the match. I feel like you hit the number right on the head with two. <laughs> I, oh, I like, but I'm bum. I, oh, um, no, I, I feel like he hits a low blow, gets disqualified. So Styles retains via DQ. Mm-hmm. And then after he retains via DQ, uh, Nakamura decides to give give him another good old shot to the groin uh, before le- uh, leaving. Oh, Shinsuke. <laughs> Groinsuke. Um, yeah, I mean, AJ obviously will retain. Uh, but for our second title change of the night, in a steel cage for the WWE Universal Championship, we have contender slash pretender Roman Reigns battling the champ, the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar heading all the way to Saudi Arabia. My God, the treatment for him has got to be uh, grand in order to get him to fly all the way out there. Uh, who do you got in the cage match? Um, Look... I mean, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's skip this one and come back to it. Okay. So the greatest Royal Rumble, fifty-man Royal Rumble match for a trophy they have to lug back to Saudi Arabia, back to the U.S. Uh, I hope they have the trophy via satellite in the states. That I, I would be okay with that. Whoever wins it goes and starts celebrating, and they just like show it on the tron. You'll get it when you get back to America. <laughs> I'm sure everybody involved would would be okay with that because my you got to have what like four seat three seats just for that big trophy. <laughs> Gosh, it'll be like Andre trying to sit on an airplane. Man, that's like a $400 uh, freaking baggage claim fee, that's for sure. Um, I'm torn on this. I think there's three people that could win this. Uh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, well, unfortunately, that won't happen. But uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, and Bobby Lashley. I think... I said this last week, so I'm just going to do it again. I'm going to go Bobby Lashley for the win. I I am probably going to go either Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, just because he's gnarly. Um, The Lashley thing, I didn't think about that. I'm going to go Braun Strowman with this. Bruan, that didn't that's not correct. There we go. I wrote Bruan Strowman. Bruan Strowman. All right. And then uh what do we got left? The Universal Championship cage match? Yes. I think we know my title. 
I'm going oh, Roman Reigns. Prove us wrong, WWE creative. Prove us wrong. Who are you going with? Uh, Roman, for sure. I was trying to, it wouldn't, the song wouldn't upload it. And I was like, if I went through all this headache to upload this damn song, I'm going to get, I'm going to wait until it's uploaded. So we're going to talk about the other match first. <laughs> is he going to cock his arm back in Saudi Arabia? Like, is that going to get a pop? Because that's going to make oh, him Oh, yeah, they're going to eat sick. him up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too pleased. It is what it is. But what are you going to do? But you gotta have titles change, and it just can't be the tag team championship. So, my God. He, said, he said, "Don't do that again." Uh, bleep Roman. <laughs> bleep Sorry, Roman. I didn't know Demetrius didn't like hearing this uh, on the on, on this PA system. <laughs> well, I think that's right. the best way to go into break. We come back. Middle of the show, outside of the ring, news, rumors, a couple things to talk about. Alex got a couple things, so we're going to talk to you. Be right back. WrestleCast. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and at more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. Who can play at this game? What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. 
Yo, you dealing with the X Factor. I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never Yo. get that back. Yo. Oh, I know you hated that factor, but you ain't gotta look at me like that. I said you ain't gotta look at me like that. I know you're watching what you do, you ain't losing. Sing it, Alex. Yuck. <laughs> Oh, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Just hearing yuck. <laughs> is that Uncle Cracker, by the way? Yeah, that is the X Factor. Uh, X Pac, oh, just incredible, and Elbert. Oh my God, no? I forgot to. You like that? You like that? <laughs> I, I forgot that. Uh... <laughs> That he was on on that gimmick. Hey man, you're dealing with the X Factor. Like I said, no. I, you know, usually I put the crappiest song I can find for the week in the in this segment. So I got this right. But like I said, instead of a, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Hiromu and Bushi are not going to the E for whoever heard that in the first segment. In case anyone thinks that. And Jeff Hardy will not be going back to Impact or uh, New Japan for the next segment. Uh, news and rumors outside the ring here. I got a couple things I wanted to bring to the table here. Yes, yes. There is talk that the WWE could be adding more championships than we even originally thought with the Cruiserweight Tag Champions. WWE posted a segment saying five things that Paige could do to shake the landscape of it all. And one was a woman's tag title. Alex, what do you think about this idea? I, I think it's a great thing. I think it, it will enhance talent that you did, you probably didn't even think. This is something that's good for Sony Deville and Mandy Rose to win the tag straps. It's something good for the Riot squad over on Mondays <laughs> to, you know, kind of have a secondary title. I think this is just the evolution on how strong the women's um, and cruiserweights, you know, kind of have, have become over the last two year, two plus years. Um, and, and I'm fine for it. Uh, you know, it, it'll essentially hopefully separate where the women will get their own show since the cruiserweights have their own show. And then, you know, it's just something that they're going to have, you know, kind of lead up matches Mondays and Tuesdays. Now, with you saying that, does that mean that raw and SmackDown both will get tag titles since you mentioned the riot squad getting a shot? Why not? You got to make, you know, you got to make one like the other. I mean, unless you do a secondary title on one brand and then a tag, t- you know, title on the other. But to me, that would make no sense. I think instead of having like a, a European title for the women, you know, a secondary strap tag just makes more sense. Because, I mean, you have what, eight plus women on the roster, you know, you have six, you know, well, no, you got to have more than that. But, um, but no, I, I think that would be just fine. I think that's perfect. The other thing that came up was they said that Paige should develop a title that is defended every week on television. Isn't that what the U.S. championships for? Just have the <laughs> open challenge back. That's what the yeah. Intercontinental belts for. I mean, those are your worker titles. Those are supposed to meant to be week-to-week basis. I mean, I, I think it's a little overdrawn, but when Cena would do that open challenge and, you know, everyone after him were, was mimicking that, I thought that was something that was enticing for TV could bring up new talent even for a night or so, but at least it's planting that, that wrestler into the brains of your mainstream watcher. So I think it's a good thing if you do have that. 
I I agree. It's it's a little interesting to see what they may do with something like this. But uh, yeah, I just I thought I thought I'd ask your opinion on that. You don't need a TV title per se, a la ECW and WCW. Plus, Vince, you know, doesn't like that that type of uh, title, anyways. But again, you know, I don't think every week per se, but at least you know, two times a month plus your pay per view. I think it's something that could be uh, that could be good. Uh, Randy Orton's tattoo artist is suing (laughs) the WWE. (laughs) Is this? Is this something that is just pointless that people are talking about? Or do you think she should get a cut since they put them in the video games? That's tough. I mean, that that is her property. Um, I, I think the E should give her a cut due to that fact. But also, I mean, you know there's a yearly video game. Why, you know, why no, no one's going on there looking at, ooh, Randy Orton, you know, his tattoos. You know, on the video game, is she getting any royalties from the week-to-week basis that he's on there? No, I doubt probably apparently, not. Apparently, it's in just 2009, a- she tried to sue for the same thing, and they offered her 450 bucks. <laughs> Take the 450 You know, that's up to Randy Orton <laughs> to promote. You know, your 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 artistry. You know, on on the Twitter. That's mm-hmm. all on him. Yeah, I I think that's a little a little much that you know you're trying to go out. That that's kind of one of those like you're just you're just oh Demtris wants in on this one. <laughs> Demtris, what up, sir? What's going on, guys? Uh, awesome you show, up, by the way. Thank you, thank you. No, I I was just gonna say that um it's like you know you're talking about the Randy Orton tattoo thing. Isn't that kind of like the same thing as saying, okay, so the person that made, or like makes all their wrestling gear should sue too? Ooh. It's like, okay, so I made this guy's gear, I made this guy's gear, then I'm just going to sue to try to get money. That's stupid. Yeah. I think you might be onto something, Alex. It's like, okay, so you're taking the person's likeliness that incorporates mm-hmm. the tattoos, you know, the scars, everything. But if you want to put the tattoo separate, then I guess you can throw wrestling gear in there because then somebody's just going to say, oh, well, I made that, and I didn't want that in the video game. Stupid. But I'm sure they have a company that these these wrestlers go to, you know, that the WWE, you know, sublets out for them to say, okay, you want new gear, you have to go to them. I'm sure they have people in the house or something like that. No, to be fair, they do have in But if you go on, um, like, like, um, where did I get my stuff from, Demtris? Elucha? Ah, uh, yeah, Elucha, yep. If you go on Elucha, there's a lot of wrestlers that they have their gear on there that says we made CM Punk got all of his gear through Elucha, Alex. And that's a... God, one of the best uh, faces in the business, Johnny Gargano, got some of his stuff yep. from Elucha. So. Johnny Gargano, all stuff. Uh, Cedric Alexander gets all the stuff through Elucha. So... WWE does have an in-house, but a lot of these guys don't use the in-house. And if you okay. go on E-Lucha, now that CM Punk's not on there anymore, they advertise you could get the same thing that we made because we made his gear for him, which nobody's going to yep. do, obviously. But uh, so, but I will say... Hey, I, will I would gladly walk around with the CM Punk Chicago flag trunks around my house. Alex, don't get Alex, me wrong. Alex would, uh, he'd be bringing home all the property of uh, Chicago with that. You know what I'm going. 
<laughs> Which, I mean, oh. that shows you, too, that that's kind of funny because a lot of those guys, they'll go to these, uh, like, you know, people that they did on the indies, and they're, like, faithful. It's like being, you know, you go to your tattoo artist. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my guy that made my Triforce tattoo, I'm going to go to the same guy just because he did great work. It's the same thing with wrestling gear. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> now you're telling me you that this lady is trying to get, like, she's trying to sue for the tattoo likeliness, but then that means that all the guys that made, like, gear and everything like that should technically sue, too. It doesn't really matter, even if you're employed by the E. It's like, okay, well, I don't want my work being put on another platform, so I'm just going to sue the company anyway. So let me ask you this. When they put CM Punk in the video games before he left, and they changed all of his tattoos, even the ones that weren't like Pepsi and sponsored ones, why should it be any different for somebody else then? Why shouldn't they have changed Randy Orton's tattoo? You know, that's see, that's a good question. But for me, it's like if you're if you have like a, okay, so like CM Punk had like the Pepsi logo, that's different though, because that's a huge yeah. company. You know, that's a huge corporation. Obviously, it's like okay, well, they might you know they have the right them themselves. They have the right because you're using their likeliness. They have the right to actually try to get compensation for you using their stuff. Yeah, no, I hear that makes sense. But if you're if you're like in a tattoo shop and you're independent, you know, a contractor, because that's pretty much what they are. Tattoo artists are the same as wrestlers. You're independent contractors. You're trying to get your work out there. Somebody got their work out there, but now you're trying to turn around and try to make a profit out of it just because you're greedy. And like, say, same thing with actors, musicians, what have you. They're in a magazine or something like that, and their tattoos are displayed. That's going out, you know, through so many, you know, there's so many different ways you can look at it. But I think it's just a, a her, or that tattoo artist just trying to get some extra loot, if you will. Yeah, she's trying to get some loot. Because, I mean, look at it this way. Just because we're on a wrestling show, but look at um Hurricane Helms. My man has, what does he have for a tattoo? Do you guys know uh, what I'm talking about? The Green Lantern thing, right? Yep, he has a Green Lantern tattoo. DC didn't turn around and try to, like, sue him for it. Did they put him in the game with the tattoo? I guess is the question. That's something to Google and look. He was in the game with a. He was in the game with a tattoo. Well, maybe she's just thirsty. I am like ninety-seven percent sure that he was in there with the tattoo. Hmm. Don't quote me on that. It's interesting. I'm hey, gonna I'm, look it up I'm, when I'm I get off the phone. But heck yeah, look look it up. We gotta move on. Look it up. Text me. Uh, just, just because we gotta, we gotta, uh, send you off on the greatest way possible. Uh, be debating how I do this. Uh, do you have any customers in your store right now? I do not actually. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Cut that bitch off. That's how we do it here. (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean to hang up on him. Oh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta text them. My bad on hanging up. I meant to mute you to keep listening. I was so excited to play that cut that bitch off thing. That... <laughs> Sorry, Devin. Um, is CM Punk all in, Alex? Did you see this? Ooh. Where Nick Jackson was asked about is CM Punk all in? He said, God, it'd be great to have him on our on our show. But I'm going to tell you this. 
we're going to sell with the card that we put together. We're going to sell 10,000 seats regardless. Agreed. One, one, what do you think about punk being on the show? And two, obviously, which I think you were going to get to, what do you think that they have in their back pocket that they really think is going to sell these tickets? (laughs) Because I have an idea Um, kicking around. I, oh, that's so tough just due to the fact that I, I don't think you need to, I, I think he's just going to be a spectator, if you will. Maybe he'll be, you know, because this is what, a two two months after UFC, right? Because his UFC yeah. fight is in June. So, you know, depending on how that goes. <laughs> he's back in the, he's back in the queue now, so I'll just apologize. <laughs> So maybe, you know, maybe it's something where, you know, barring how that goes, if he thinks the the, the octagon, you know, might be a thing in the bass, I think that's something that will, you know, create mass hysteria. There's going to be CM Punk chants regardless. Um, Again, I don't think it needs to be advertised, but I don't think he's going to make a big, uh, you know, match or he's going to be entered into a match. It might be something where it's it's post you know, after whatever the main event is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't want to give my hopes up. That's why I, I'm trying to keep my cool. Where in my mind, I'm like, well, I have him face everybody. Him and Kenny <laughs> Omega, my God. That would just be insane. Hell, even him and uh, Mr. Uh, Spring Break himself, uh, newly all in, bad boy Joey Janela would be an interesting. Wait, Joey Janela is all in now? He is all in there, so I didn't uh, so uh, I think that would be uh, pretty damn cool. Two more announcements as well coming up this Wednesday, but I don't think that's one you announce until maybe that last week, or maybe if they they have a month and they still got a few thousand seats to fill, maybe that's when you throw his name out there. Now, Alex, I have a feeling of something that they have up their sleeve that's going to sell this building out themselves. Um, I'm going to send you a, a text, and when you get it, I will know your reaction when you see it. This is what I think is going to headline the all-in show. Um, okay. Just waiting to approve this message to Alex. But I think this is how you're selling 10,000 tickets, sir. I cannot wait for you to see what is coming in for you. Demetrius, no problem. Glad we took your call. I didn't mean to hang up on you. I meant if to just, you uh, do, if you do part four, yeah, that will. Because remember, they're one, one, and one. And ladies and gentlemen, what I just sent to Alex was, I have a feeling that they are going to do Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega at all in. I think that's what they're doing. I think New Japan said, go ahead and do it. Um, here's here's the thing I'm going to say right now ahead of time. Before anybody gets mad if they do this match, if Okada beats Omega at the All In show, nobody should be mad about it because I could see New Japan saying, "I don't care if you guys do it, but we just need our champ to go over so he looks strong." And I guarantee you, nobody in the elite is going to have any problem with it, as they should, <laughs> right, Alex? Or maybe this is when Okada finally loses. The belt and the streak ends in the state oh, in Chicago at the All In. Maybe you have the the uh, what will the Young Bucks do? What will Bullet Club do? You know, type of scenario. I don't think you do something where 
you you build him back into the club where it's like ha 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 you know we were we were tight all along elite elite I think it's too soon for that uh, but no when this when this event was announced we said is this where you do number four um, I'm all for it since we've seen the Golden Lovers tag you know pretty much against you know two two teams that we were like oh this is going to be for September nope it's already no. happening in April. So I mean, why not do something along those lines? Now, did you watch beat the the final being the elite? I did not, not yet. No. So Young Bucks went went in the locker room and apologized profusely to Kenny. Kenny, they said we realized Matt was like Cody got in my head. We realized it was all Cody. He brainwashed us. We were we're team Kenny. It's all the way. You know, we're sorry. We didn't mean to do it. And then Ke- uh, Kota Bushi's freaking out, shooing him out of the room. Uh, kicking the Young Bucks out. Then we see Cody Rhodes basically comes back to celebrate from the match, and everybody leaves the room, and he's just sitting there by himself, and it's actually kind of sad. He throws the Ring of Honor ring across the room onto the couch, and they kind of end it there, and they say, we probably won't do any more being the Elite show, so we don't know what's going to happen from here. But they, they already solidify that the, they thought number 100 and the way they did it was a perfect way to do it. But they said... Basically, look, we're Team Kenny. We didn't mean to kick you, blah, blah, blah. So they're kind of planting the seeds for it. But I'm telling you, if we got Okada Omega 4 at all in, you might have to carry me out of the building, Alex. I might have to uh, keep you up or or get you an unlimited uh, booze pass because, my God, Ryan Cook is going to be lit. Hey, could you imagine if we stayed ringside for this show? I I might flip over the railing just crying, walking up to the canvas going, give me more, as I get arrested. <laughs> Dude, that beginning, I just watched the beginning for the uh, the finale there. That was so cool, the angle of the match and then showing the Bucks backstage coming out. Um, yeah, they had pretty the with them to the ring, which was awesome. Yeah, was yeah, so this cool. is... I, oh my God, it, it'll be interesting. I I, I, I want to watch this finale. I don't need to see too much Cody Rhodes uh, thrusting as I just saw, but damn, Marty Squirrel looks good in his suit. Yeah, he does. And Brady Rhodes is tight, but that's never mind. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Booker T challenging Goldberg to a match at WrestleMania 35. Do you want it to happen? Should it happen? And will WWE make it happen? Um, do I want it to happen? Meh. Is the WWE going to allow this to happen? Hell no. Um, <laughs> they didn't really have too much of a, a gimmick in WCW against each other. I'm sure Booker T was one of the, uh, the many uh, people to fall to him early on with the streak. Um, I don't know if he ran into him while he was GI bro as well, but uh, this unfortunately does nothing for me. Maybe you put Booker, you know, with, with a younger talent more so than Goldberg, Uh, maybe on MLW on Friday nights, that's something you do, but I don't know if that's WrestleMania worthy. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, we saw that they had Booker T job to the boogeyman at WrestleMania. So I think that says enough to me. And it's a trip. Yeah, you don't belong here. (laughs) I'm glad Booker T messed him up with that with that Harlem Hangover. That was tight. 
Um, before we go to the last fall here of the evening, any omissions that I have missed, Alex? I know there's a big one we'll get to before break here, but what are your thoughts? Uh, the rumor, uh, they, WWE wants the undertaker to participate in between four to five matches for the rest of 2018. We've already seen him at mania. We've, we'll, we'll see him uh, this Friday when he, he buries uh, Rusev, hopefully softly uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, they kind of want him, of course, you know, kind of for, for SummerSlam, uh, Survivor Series. Is this something that we need or something you want? Oh, I don't want it. Just, just let him go, man. Let him just let him walk. I don't see why they just keep him around. It's there's there's a reason he was in a squash match. Yeah, you know. Um, just, besides but, that, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in the third fall. Impact Wrestling, as as you stated early on, uh, kind of having a, a pretty big signing in their women's division. But I would say the biggest news uh, kind of came at the tail end of last week. Right, Ryan? Uh, yes, Alberto El Patron uh, doesn't show up to the Lucha Underground versus Impact Twitch show WrestleMania weekend, and he gets fired. Was a uh, typical Del Rio, right? I would say so. I mean, it, it, he's been saying over the last couple of years that I plan to wrestle one more year and be done forever. I mean, his, his MMA promotion, I think, isn't doing all that well. Um, and, you know, I, I think people, unfortunately, are just kind of over his antics. But, yeah, when you no-show this or that, I mean, it, it's it's time to finally cut ties. Maybe go mm-hmm. go to AAA for, for another year, CML, wherever he was at, and then just kind of digress. Because he's not <laughs> going to be welcome back. I mean, but... There are rumors that you know he was at the uh, at the WWE headquarters a few weeks ago as well. So who who knows? Hell, we just saw Jeff Jarrett get inducted. Uh, do we see Del Rio? Do you think since he won uh, a Royal Rumble, multiple world titles, Money in the Bank, all that, does Del Rio enter the same pathway as Jeff Jarrett? Will he be a Hall of Famer? Who knows with this company, man? <laughs> you, you, you never know at this. You never know at this point, man. It, it's just... <laughs> oh, also, apparently, uh, they they went uh, the non Ric Flair route after uh, quote unquote retiring, being inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Mark Henry is actually going to be in Saudi Arabia in. <laughs> The greatest Royal Rumble, as he tweeted, I, I believe earlier, he's like, "Oh, I, I guess so much for retirement." Somebody go get that wig split. Beat him up. Beat him up. Break his neck. Break his neck. Over hey, under and, five gallons of sweat I... that he will have in the ring uh, while Three. wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Three. Three. What's easily. that? Three. <laughs> Three. No, by the way, do you remember one guy that I said I guarantee you will be in the greatest Royal Rumble? Who was that? The great Kali. Remember I said I guarantee oh, yeah. he'll show up. He's on the poster, baby. Spoiler. Like he's gonna come in that piece, walk over the ropes, 
do the, the slowest run in ever again, like the Punjabi mm-hmm. prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a serious note before we go outside the universe to close the show. Uh, Bruno Sabertino, 82 years old, passed away. Uh, condolences go out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big name that you know, was soured by the company and Triple H worked so hard to get back in. They get him in the Hall of Fame. He gets into the video games. Started getting back on the right track. But, uh, yeah, so that's a big loss, I think, for, you know, veteran wrestling fans. You know, the old heads from the 70s, 80s. Oh, God, gotcha. I mean, and and Vince has always had a open heart, you know, and open doors for him, you know, especially with him being – uh, Bruno San Martino being a huge uh, draw for, for Vince Sr. there. Um, and what did he have the title for, what, 10, 11 years? An eight-year run before he lost it to uh, Bob Backlund, I think it was. To Bob Backlund, or Pedro, yes. Or Pedro Morales, one of the two. Um, but the big thing what I remember, um, of course, you knew you know Bruno, you know, the, the big matches at Madison Square Garden, you know, against uh, George Steele. Um, Ivan Koloff, Gorilla Monsoon, which, you know, go on the network. They have some of these awesome classic matches. Uh, the big men during that day and Bruno, Bruno were, were always great. But the big thing I would say was, was him and, um, not, what's Larry his name? Sabisco? I can't think of it. Yes. Yes. Larry Sabisco kind of Shane. seen, you know, some of the specials they've had, um, you know, kind of on, on the, the older, uh, years of wrestling, that's I would say one of the most important feuds of of professional wrestling. That was the student, you know, taking over from the master. Yeah, that was the um, that was the Shea Stadium. Yeah, he Bruno held it from 1963 to 1971 before losing to Ivan Koloff. Koloff held it for 21 days, lost it to Morales. Uh, then Stan Stasiak beat Morales, held it for nine days. Bruno won it again and then held it for another four years until Billy Graham beat him and then lost it to Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Which then went oh, Hogan. Can you, can you give me the title history from the Iron Sheik? How far can you go from the Iron Sheik on, Alex? So post-Iron Sheik after Hogan yeah, won okay. it? Like so, okay, so Sheik, and then it went Hogan. Okay, then I have Andre DiBiase, Savage, Warrior, Flair, Mantar, Bret Hart, um, Bastion Booger. Then who else do we got in there? Uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Unfortunately, King Mabel did not win the title. No, no. Uh, you were, you got two in a row. Tibiasi uh, was never considered the champion, so uh, that was the other. Then he handed him the belt. He handed him uh, the belt. But he was champion, money. damn it. And then you forgot Hogan beat Savage before losing to Warrior. Um, and then before Flair, you missed uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, and then Hulk Hogan again. Sergeant Slaughter. What? He defected as Iraqi sympathizer. Oh no, I I, I remember that, but I, I can't believe he actually won a or held a world title. But WrestleMania seven, am I right? Yeah, yeah, because he beat Warrior at uh at the Rumble. Well, let's be real, the Warrior beat himself. 
<laughs> the moves were not aligned. I'm going to hit you with our last break. When we come back, we're going outside the universe. I want an Impact Wrestling's Redemption pay-per-view. We're going to talk about it. Also, the New Japan Road to Wrestling, Dontaku from this morning with the awesome Suzuki Gun Jr.'s Eldest Prado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru taking on Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi from Los Ingobernobles de Japón. And then we will also be previewing and getting our predictions in the big matches. Uh, the big matches that will take place tomorrow's Road to Dontaku. Friday's Wrestling Duntaku, Akino Kuni, Sengoku, and Maki Show, and also Sunday's Wrestling Hino Kuni Show as well. As Duntaku heats up for New Japan, we will be right back. We're going into overtime as normal every week. We're going to stop saying it's a two-hour show because it never is a two-hour show. WrestleCast, we'll be right back. Strong Style Media. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's the Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. To marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. 
should have been first segment. I apologize. See, I, I had the good intentions. Uh, Alex, before we uh, we get into this impact pay per view, uh, we gotta we gotta call. What is that? What's that? <laughs> oh, sorry, it's a random oh, noise, and I was like, "Oh, this my new fault. thing, this new game that I'm playing, uh, it's called the HQ. Um, it's Ooh. like the greatest thing in the world. You'll have to get me uh, the deets after, but uh, you can win look- five thousand dollars just by answering questions. We got a we got a phone call from the two o five area code, which is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, two o five, what's going on? What's your name? What you calling about? Uh, uh, hello. Yeah, Randall. Randall, what's Randall? Hey, Randall. How are we doing, Randall? uh, I got a question for you, Alex. I'm a big fan of yours, and I was wondering what you think about Bobby Lashley's chance at winning the Royal Rumbles in Saudi Arabia. Because I love Impacts, and I I just want to know about Bobby Lashley. I think Thanks. Bobby Lashley. Uh, th- thank you, Randall. Bobby Lashley. Um, Randall McNeil. Lashley. I, I would say if, if Bobby Lashley has a chance, he has a better chance of getting new, uh, newly TNA Tag Team Champion Scott Steiner's bags than uh, winning that greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> what did you? What did you call this guy? Huh? What did you call him, Randall? Isn't that his name? <laughs> I thought you, ah, that was tight. Thanks, Randall. Thanks, <laughs> Randall. The, it, that that was his last name? Yeah, it was Randall. I thought you said Randall McDaniel, like the Vikings player. Oh, no, I said Randall McNeil. Because <laughs> it sounded extremely like uh, Standing Acon's own. Making moves, money, Elijah Randall McNeil. <laughs> now, now, why on earth would Elijah ever call a pro wrestling show? Let's let's be honest. I mean, he. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I ordered this Impact Redemption pay per view, and I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie, Demetrius watched it what? with me too. Um, oh, we'll go. It's a reunion. Uh, there was eight matches on this pay per view. Uh, the opening match, I went two and a quarter. Aerostar defeated Drago. It was, it was, it was kind of cool, but boy, oh boy, did they botch trying to do springboard moves. This match really? could have easily been a three and a half star match, and with the botches, could have easily been a one star match. So, wow! I this went two and a quarter. Aerostar gets okay. the victory. Uh, then we see Eli Drake and Scott Steiner defeat LAX to become the new tag team champions of the world. Please tell me you read the transcript to his call before this pay-per-view to the media or, or what have you. I did not. But I did. Did you see that Snapchat I sent of him talking, walking up to Petey Williams? He's <laughs> like, you still look like me. Your, your wife would sleep with you more, huh? Come on, man. Don't worry about fractions and equations. <laughs> God, look, Scott Steiner Wait, did was a another ton- math lesson by Scott Steiner. Yeah, well, he. Oh so my he God, did a- I didn't see that. <laughs> he, I sent it to you. You should have got it on Snapchat because I sent it to you. 
Um, you know my Snapchat game is lazy. I'll look at it like in a month. No, but I'll look it up after the show for sure. I'm gonna say in a month you're gonna laugh really hard. Um, but uh, no, he he does a Frankensteiner off the top at 55 years old or whatever. You know, I I went three stars, Alex. I thought this was a really good match. I thought it was really fun. Kind wow. of the laziest double clothesline I've ever seen, and it sounded like a gunshot going off because of how strong he is. These guys, like he kind of was like, yeah, I can do this, don't make me bump, yeah. And then he hit him, and it was like boom. And one of the dudes like groaned from the clothesline, and then he, Scott Snyder dropped the, dropped the elbow. Didn't even do the push-ups, just half fell down and then did the elbow. And you could see him like, I ain't doing no more bumping. And and that was kind of the end of Scott Steiner, but. His opponent's LAX should be mowing his grass or cutting his grass as well as Conan during this call. Like, it was crazy. Scott Steiner's the same guy who said, Dixie Carter's a dumbass. You should have never brought in that racist Hulk Hogan. And then he's going to call AX lawnmowers. So, uh, pot, kettle, black, Scott Steiner. (laughs) Regardless, Scott Steiner is tight, and this match was fun. I cannot is this a resurgence of all the ham cubes himself? Do you think? Do you think he'll gain a cult following because he's got he's he's, he's lunacy on the mic? I mean, like you said, his wrestling—it's like if I was in the ring and I would just stand and give lariats, standing lariats the whole time. This guy's not doing a Frankensteiner anymore. He maybe could pull off a, a gut wrench suplex, but he did I mean, top rope Frank on Sunday. No, I mean he did. Didn't. Top rope for you. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Elijah. That to me. I'll watch that one. As Elijah pointed out when he did the Christian Cage promo, he's like, you know, you're from that place, Mexico North. And everyone's like, uh, giant. I'm Shout out to all my fans. <laughs> he's just a, oh, he's so ridiculous. I will get that. Uh, he When he did that top rope for Conrada and he landed on his chest from doing the flip, he didn't get up for about two minutes. He just laid there like, oh, like he was in <laughs> He flicks um, the crowd off and then does a Frankensteiner. That is awesome. <laughs> that is great. Not only flicks off the crowd, proceeds to tell them, forget you, and then says, I'm going to nail this. Oh, my God. He's I got to get pop TV now. <laughs> then we get a six-way that I actually went three and a quarter on. Uh, Brian Cage defeats DJZ, uh, El, El Hijo del Fantasmo, Taiji Shimori, Desmond Xavier, and Trevor Lee. Exactly uh, what you'd want out of a, a, you know, just a cluster scramble. It was nice and fun. Where's uh, Desmond we talk- Xavier from? Is he a TNA uh, homegrown? or He, I believe, came from CZW. Um oh. Him and Zachary Wentz on Friday night won the Pro Wrestling Gorilla Tag Titles. Uh, they beat Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb and the Young Bucks in a three-way. Wow. Wow. Really? I got to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle are called the Chosen Bros. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> Is Brian C- Did Brian Cage almost murder someone during this match? Uh, yeah. He hit, I believe it was DJ Z with the... Uh, <laughs> he always gets that... He always gets the bad end of the stick. Sorry, DJ Z. 
Uh, then Talia Valkyrie defeats Kira Hogan. I went two and a quarter. Big news out of this was T- uh, Tessa Blanchard showed up announcing that she has signed a deal with TNA, or excuse me, just Impact Wrestling. So Tessa Blanchard is now with the company. So she's now with Anthem Sports, huh? The Owl Network? Yep, she is rocking the Owl. Shout out to the Owl on the new titles. All over the new belts have the Owl etched into them. Very nice. Uh, so how did she make... So tell tell the audience the interesting way on how she came and and showed up on, on Impact. Um, so in the middle of Taya Valkyrie versus Kira Hogan, uh, you heard Don Callis go, what's going on here? And then Tessa Blanchard sat down at the commentary table and started belittling the other women only to say she signed a contract. <laughs> That's pretty tight. I like it. I mean, Toronto and, and Orlando isn't too far from each other, likewise. <laughs> hey, now she's in Orlando with her, uh, with her, with her man. Uh, Trevor true. Man. Ironically, <laughs> I didn't even think <laughs> uh, Matt Seidel defeats Petey Williams. I went two and three quarters on that. Fun little match. I uh, I was hoping for it to pick up a little more, but it just didn't. But regardless, it was fun. This Petey next Williams. match was now you 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 say because he's been in the game for what fifteen years, at least I think. Like he's you would say. I, from you know WCW, you know ECW cruiserweights. Do you think he's on that level of the Mysterios and and the Hunicos and whatnot? You know of that cruiserweight X division. Really, definitely better than the Hunicos. Uh, I don't think <laughs> Hunicos. <laughs> no, but what, you know, to be fair, in his heyday, I mean, he was beating AJ Styles in X division matches because he was old. Oh, he could work. Um, I definitely think he's he's deserving, and it's because cool I'm not a little familiar research. with him. And I hear all this great stuff from you, uh, Derek Fury, you know, Demetrius Burrow, you know, a lot of people over the years. And and I'm just wondering, you know, God, like, where where can we find his matches? Like you were saying, AJ Styles, name some other good feuds, or was all his good stuff in TNA, or was he Ring of Honor? He's been a TNA guy. He had a great he had great programs okay. with uh, Michael Shane. Who was Shawn Michaels' nephew? Uh, he had a good oh. program with Tristan. Um, he did the Team Canada bit with Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Had some really fun matches against some other teams and six man. So he he did a lot with that company. That uh, that was really enjoyable. Okay. Uh, uh, my match of the night: Ove, Jake, and Dave Christ, uh, Christ, and Sammy Callahan defeated Moose, Tommy Dreamer, and Eddie Edwards. I went four stars. I thought this was freaking tremendous. This was the epitome of a car crash. Uh, I mean, <laughs> at one point, Tommy Dreamer picked up Sammy Callahan and was like, to hell with it, and just gives him a running Death Valley driver through a table propped up against the guardrail on the floor just to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it was it was wild. Um, Jay Chris took oh. some. <laughs> Are you watching highlights of it? I'm watching a power bomb on the apron, which I'm pretty sure he uh, can no longer walk. So, so get this opening. Uh, Moose, Dreamer, and Eddie Edwards are on the floor. Jake Chris comes and does a flipping senton. Moose catches him in a power bomb and power bombs him onto the apron to start the match. He murdered. That's the start of the match. Thing <laughs> that happened. Once that happened, gloves are off. What was wow. awesome too is so. Dreamers in the match to take the pinfall. I, I mean, I kind of, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Sammy Kelly. Uh, 
I, uh, I, I, I figured as much. That was why he was there. That's fine. But after the match, Eddie Edwards snaps and he duct tapes Sammy Callahan to the top rope and he's beating his legs and his arms with a kendo stick and Dreamer comes to pull him off and he throws Dreamer. The referee comes up and he pushes the ref and he slams the ref right in the ribs with the kendo stick. <laughs> and the ref screaming oh because it's so bad, I think. He blasts Callahan over the head, splits Callahan wide open. Then he slams each Dave Chris and Jake Chris. Now he's broken the kendo stick. Now his wife runs out grabs him on the shoulder to calm him down, and he turns around and smashes her in the head with the kendo stick. Now reality sets in. He's freaking out. Um, you have Dreamer over there trying to trying to calm him down. Moose is over there. The refs are trying to, like, get her in a neck brace. One of the refs mm-hmm. goes and unties one of Callahan's arms and then goes back to helping with Edward's wife. So now Callahan is dangling from one arm on the rope. He has this giant wad of saliva, blood, and spit just sitting and dangling off the front of his nose. It looked like a murder scene. And Eddie Edwards is, you know, he's doing, I didn't mean to do it. You know, it was a, it was a great segment. It was a good way to do it. Um, He finally came back to reality. They get her out of there. And, you know, so now he kind of looks like the bad guy, even though he wasn't because he was just trying to get the Mm -hmm. revenge. So it was a really good post-match. And it really, really emphasized how well that match was worked. Um, that match was oh worth my god! Yeah, these, these five gimmicks I'm watching: Moose jumping off the top rope, about to splash someone on two tables, instead gets intercepted into a 3D, which is insane because it, it, it the timing is off. Like, Chris the comes like off out of like a second, but it's so, yeah, you're like holy shit. It didn't, exactly, it didn't even matter. He like came out of nowhere, like you didn't even see him on screen, what? and he just pulled that table. Like insane, Eddie Edwards, you know, throwing a chair just right in in Callahan's face, and then of course getting kendo sticked, uh, kind of at the end there. That's wow. Um, I I would watch this match. I I, I am a Moose fan, um, low key. That's for sure. Um, Tommy Dreamer, by the way, carte blanche. She's kind of like the Chris Jericho, um, uh, the elder statements, statement, uh, or yeah, statesman, if you will. Cause he was just at like WWE doing some projects, hall of fame, what have you. Now he's at an impact wrestling event. <laughs> Guy can go anywhere. And this is, you know, I, I, I did delete it. still on my DVR, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if we, uh, if we see each other this week and I'll, uh, you know, I'll I'll give you some time to watch it because it's worth it. Um, my least favorite match of the night was next. Allie Just defeats turned into young. a Fifth Harmony concert. <laughs> I went one and three quarters on it. What the Sue Brad- Young didn't impress you? <sighs> no, I don't know. It's like and Demetrius had a good point. Like so, Sue Young is the undead bride, and she's got you know, kimono makeup and blood on her shirt. And, you know, yet Braxton, and everyone's scared of her, yet this dude Braxton Sutter's like, oh, come on, babe, let's go. And he's, like, trying to help her back in the ring. Like, none of this phases him that she's this zombie princess-looking person. So it it made no sense to me why. And then this dude's, like, trying to marry her after it, and it was just, I don't know. I'm looking at this, I'm like, there's no way Rich Swan. Choke this chick out with with how violent she looked in this match. 
Because this is Rich Swan's wife. So now I'm in my head, I have too young. Too young. Oh man. So I just there was just a lot with it that just didn't work for me. And then I started thinking of like real life, and I don't know. I just you mean like that super kick? (laughs) It was just it wasn't a good match. Uh, Main event. (laughs) What's your co-main event? Yeah, I mean it was the epitome of the popcorn kill match, like the old WWF WWE matches. Um. Then in the main event, Austin Aries defends the Impact Championship against the Lucha Bros in a three-way. Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. I went three and a half stars in this. Pentagon Jr. is your really? new Impact Wrestling Champion. What didn't work then for for the match? Oh, it was, it was it was perfectly fine. I I think if I rewatch it, I might improve it. You know, we had that awesome show last night on uh, Standing A Card. Elijah got us, you know, set up that interview with Jamal James. So, being this went on at like nine thirty five, I was doing a lot of back and forth, kind of like mm-hmm. I would do on those old views. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm watching it, but now watching it, and trying to set up equipment, blah blah blah. So, I mean, it was good. It was a really good match. I'm not taking anything away from it. Maybe I need to watch it again, but. Uh, Pentagon I gets mean, the Phoenix clean. Phoenix took the call, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Aries got pinned. Wow. There was okay. a spot where Phoenix was trying to do some springboards, and he botched a little bit. Something just seemed off with the ropes, and I think that might have been part of it. But did you kind of you see know, that all night, or was it from the uh, the hardcore match a few a few matches prior? I saw it in the Aerostar Drago match that opened. I saw it in the sixth way, and I saw it in the main event. So a lot of the yeah. cruisers who used rings kind of had an issue. But it was interesting. Um, they must have some kind of a, of a agreement with Lucha Underground. They advertised three times or so, bottom right corner of the screen, Lucha Underground season four debuts June 23rd. So it sounds okay. like Lucha Underground and do have a partnership, which is good, Don Callis shows that he's doing good for this company by getting some partnerships. So that was fun. It was, it was a really good pay-per-view. It was, I went into it with bad expectations. I literally an hour before it went live, I said, damn it. I'm just going to buy it because we got to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, it I just but it's like a good it, purchase. You know, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't something that I got just to talk about. And then I was mad. I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kudos to that. Um, yeah, check it out. If you guys had a chance, <laughs> you might be able to get on the Fight TV app for a little bit cheaper. Um, so I ordered the match of the night, you, you would say definitely the, the six-man. Yeah, six-man was six-man was awesome. It was really, really good. And it was it was nice because they did just enough where it didn't get too crazy, but it was still it was still really well done. And also, you know, to see the big bad booty daddy deliver a, a Frankensteiner in uh, the year 2018 with, without Sharpies. What is this? Watch free pay-per-view. So apparently I have an $18 uh, credit balance that uh, Fight TV gave me from when we posted those links to WWN. Really? Got an eight. It says, it says uh, under watch free pay-per-view $18 balance. Tight. Wow! Thank you, Fight TV. This, this weekend is the Shine Fifty show. Um, trying to see what uh, does it have the card yet? Uh, Lufisto's on the show. Evilisa Mercedes Martinez defend the tag belts. Priscilla Kelly's on the show. Nice. Uh, 
Cartwright, Kira Hogan, uh, Dementia DeRose, Santana, Jordan Grace, who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Alex, yes. check out Jordan Grace. Um, yes, one to watch. There's some cool stuff on that. Also, uh, I there's some other stuff coming up. There is the um, the the Defiant show coming up that has uh, Austin Aries taking on Wade Barrett in the main event. What? what? Little... Shut up. When is that? Uh, that is Saturday, the twenty eighth. So I might have to try to switch. I, I might have to come out at least for that pay per view. Fight TV. Uh, Travis Banks taking on Walter. That wow. should be awesome. I want to see uh, a Pierre Walter rematch. That's all I want to see. I have that match still dancing in my head. Hey, we still have to watch. So apparently on the WWN Live Mercury Rising show, I yeah. guess the Matt Will Osprey match that we didn't watch that now we might have to was like the epitome of better than anything NXT even put out. Whoa! No. Yeah, so we might have to try to catch up on uh, those the, that and style battle and uh, maybe the Shimmer Show we didn't watch. So might have to put some wrestling in this weekend. We'll see what happens. Um, yes, yes. But before uh, before we go, let's uh, let's talk a little New Japan before Blog Talk goes ham on us here. Uh, the Road to Wrestling Duntaku began last night when it really counted. Uh, I thought it was a was a mediocre show. I mean, I'm looking at my match ratings, two and a quarter, two, two and a half, two and a half, two and three quarters, two and a half. Obviously, main event, I went four, but nothing that really blew me away. Uh, let's start at the top. Uh, before we get too full into it on me asking and bouncing with you, uh, how many, what did you all watch from this show? Alex? What are your thoughts on this Road to Jantaku, uh show here, Mr. Cook? <laughs> Great show. Uh, man. Uh, Yoda Su- uh, Suji and Yuya Yumura, two of the two new lions, uh, two new young lions, had a nice match. Yoda Suji looks like uh, somebody said he's got a face that I would love to punch, and they're right. I think this guy, <laughs> this guy is a heel if they do it right, um, which was awesome, too, is he had uh, Yuya Yamura in an in a armbar as a 10-minute draw went on. After the match, uh, Yoda Suji decides to crawl over and pin him, even though the match was over. Uh, Yamura really? kicks out at two, even though there is no count. They start muffing each other while crawling on the canvas. Starting a little mini rivalry, rivalry with the two new young lions, so I liked it. Um, I went two and a quarter, nothing crazy, but for the first time seeing uh, Yuya Yamura, uh, Yumura and Yoda Sugi, I, I enjoyed it. It sounds like a uh, differently paced Young Lions match. Do you think they're kind of adapting to more of a, a modern style then? With this set? It was, I mean, it was a lot of body slams, drop kicks, Boston crabs. I mean, it was a lot of, a lot of the same, but it was a very basic match, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they showed nice animosity between the two to show like, all right, we got a draw, but I'm I'm gonna get you, kind of like the Jay White Dave Finley was. Okay. So that's what kind of intrigues me is, you know, three years from now, who knows where these guys might be. Uh, but yeah, Yoda uh, Yoda Suji definitely has that. This guy looks like a prick. Of course, he has Mal, of course. But... 
Uh, I went two stars in this. We get Yuji Nagata, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Manabu Nakanishi defeat the Young Lion trio team of Renderita, Shota Umino, and Tomoyuki Oka. Umino continues to look like the standout from these guys that are still there. I'm going to preach that day in and day out. Manabu Nakanishi looks like he needs to retire. I'm sorry. Monster Morning, you're awesome. You had a great career. Watching you try to bump and then lay there and not sell and barely able to walk, I think it's about time to hang it up, bro. I'm sorry. Is he the Undertaker of New Japan? He's worse than the Undertaker, man. Like we saw him at the at that All Japan show throw his his crazy dive on Nagata, and that was his one a year. Um, <laughs> he's right. 2019. Uh, then we get Rocky Romero, uh, Show and Yo, Republic 3K. Defeat the team of Takamichi Noku, Taiichi, and Takashi Azuka. I went two and a half. Awesome match. Uh, ended in a DQ. Uh, Yo, uh, Yo Adam in a, no, Show, excuse me, Show Tanaka had Taka ready to tap out. And uh, Azuka comes in with the with the hand, the claw, and jabs him right yeah. in the throat. He was, I was in, about to ask the, the claw made an appearance. He was biting everybody's feet. Arms, head, legs, you just name it. Uh, John Dufresne was somewhere loving this, watching this man bite people. Um, <laughs> then grabs a chair and starts beating the hell out of Taka, only to have Taka beg for mercy <laughs> as as he Whoa. gets back in the ring to help the teammates. Taichi then, as he's leaving, stops, shoves Milano Collection AT, and then decides to do, that he's going to do commentary the rest of the show. So now we have Taichi <laughs> on commentary for the show, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, next up, we get uh, Chaos versus a, uh, I, I guess you could call it a, a New Japan just face team. Uh, we get Tomohiro Ishii, Toriano, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Will Ospreay defeat the team of Michael Elgin, Kushida, uh, Togi Makabe, Soa Hanari and Juice Robinson in a 10-man. I went two and a half. After the match, we got a lot of back and forth between Juice and Goto. I'm really excited for this match. I believe this happens on uh, Friday at the Dontaku Akino Kuni Senguku Imaki show. That is going to be awesome between the two of those. Then we got uh, Ryusuke Takuchi, Dave Finley, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated the team of Jay White, Kazuchika Okada, and Gato. I went two and three quarters on that. Dave Finley pins Gato for the victory. And he... What I was asking about if you got to see. Because Dave Finley snatches the U.S. title from the Young Lion. Jay White is livid. Give me my belt back. You'll never beat me for it. He starts throwing the Young Lions into the ring to make the belt from Dave Finley. He's lo- you know he's losing <laughs> his mind and Finley continues to put it over. Oh well, this is happening. Finley and Taguchi are celebrating, and Tanahashi's laying on the ground with medical attention after he got asked by White and Okada. They don't pay one bit of attention to him. So either it was a work. And they were just getting themselves over, or they didn't realize that something happened to Tanahashi. I hope it's a work, but uh, it looked a little odd. So let's hope it doesn't affect our our big uh, main events. Um, then, ladies and gentlemen, we get the. It's not just YouTube trolling. This is why I texted you about it. 
we get to see the vignette of the return of Bone Soldier, who is oh. coming back to Japan. <laughs> That's why I texted you puke, Alex, because... Uh, oh, my God. I just that you, emoji you know, puked in my, uh, in my own mouth. That YouTube video where it's like, dun, 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 that we watched yeah. literally was a real big show on air. So, Bone Soldier's coming back. God bless America. Um, then we get uh, Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr., the Killer Elite Squad, defeat the team of Evil Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Suzuki goes ham after this match. Um, freaking out about a lot of stuff. Naito's getting in his face. It was a really good tag match. Uh, like I said, I went two and a half, but the story was kind of building to what we're going to get. And then in our main event, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeat Bushi and Hiromu. Alex, I went four stars. This is one of the best uh, junior tag one-on-one matches, not at a Wrestle Kingdom, I've seen in a long time. Uh, just tremendous action. After the match, Suzuki comes out, starts destroying people with the rest of Suzuki Goon. Cheers to everybody. I mean, they were going ham. Uh, but it was a great match. Was it was it was an awesome finish. Desperado takes the junior tag title and slams it in Hiromu's face, and then he hits out the um, the butterfly face buster onto the belt on top of it uh, to Hiromu. They get the three count. I'm excited for it. That leads us to what what is going to be some fantastic, fantastic wrestling coming up here. Alex has officially been booted. We're going to really quick try to call Alex. He said, I think I'm kicked. Yep, you definitely were kicked. I wonder if I can still call him from here. I can't even call him anymore. Wow. So uh, no more Alex here on the, on the, the end of the show here. Real quick, uh, let's just break this down here at least so everybody knows what we're getting into. Um, tonight, 4.30 a.m. going into Tuesday morning, we get the, the next Road to Wrestling Duntaku show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the, the three big matches on the show, we get Desperado, Kanemaru, Davey, Lance Archer, and Minoru Suzuki taking on Naito, Evil, Sonata, Bushi, and Hiromu. We get Taguchi Juice and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Okada, Goto, and Gato. And then the main event, 60-minute time with an IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship match. Jay White defends against David Finley. I, for the record, will take Dave Finley to lose. Jay White to retain the title. Um, I think that's... I, I don't see a reason for Jay White to lose the strap right now. Um, you know, if I'm wrong, tell, tell me. But I, I, I think that's the way you go. Um, Thursday the 26th, nothing big is happening. But then Friday the 27th, uh, 4.30 a.m. start time, once again, <laughs> um, Thursday night and a Friday morning, it is the Road to Wrestling Duntaku, Akino Kuni Sengoku Amaki show, which has a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, semi-main event, Hiroki Goto defends the Never Openweight Championship against Juice Robinson. And then we have Kushida and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada. I'm going to go Juice Robinson wins the title from Hiroki Goto. I think that's the play. And I think it'll be awesome. I think the crowd's going to be behind it. Alex just texted me his pick as well. He's taking Juice and Jay White as well. And then Sunday, 
we have the Wrestling Hito Kuni show. This is at, I think, a special 2 a.m. start time. Uh, four, four big matches on this show, which makes me really excited. Bushi versus El Desperado. Hiromu Takahashi versus Yoshinobu Kanemura. Then Sonata and Evil defend the tag titles against KES. And then in the main event, Minoru Suzuki defends the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Tetsuya Naito. My God, is that going to be good. I'm going to go Suzuki. Alex is going Suzuki as well. Um, I think those are the plays. Uh, and then obviously later in the week, uh, Thursday and Friday are the Wrestling Dantaku shows. We'll cover those next Monday for you as well. But those are the big shows, guys. Once again, uh, tonight going in tomorrow morning, 4.30, Jay White, David Finley for the U.S. Championship. Thursday night going into Friday morning at the Akino Kuni Sengoku Amake Wrestling Dantaku show, we get the Juice Robinson Hiroki Koto match. And then Wrestling Hinokuni, Saturday going into Sunday morning, we get the Suzuki versus Naito. And then we get Evil Sonata against KES. Two tremendous matches that show. A lot of fun coming on here. Thank you all for listening to us. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, we will be having our live mock draft on air, Sportscast Radio. Details will be to follow if you are in the draft. Thanks once again to Alex jumping on here, doing the show with me as always. Uh, I'm excited. NFL draft preview tomorrow. Mocking. We always mock. We mock hard. Mock so hard. We're going to, we're going to send you out greatest wrestling music ever. WrestleCast episode 70. Peace out.